One of the things that I've been trying to do in my lab for the last five years is to make a robot that sucks you off. And you'd think that would be simple, but my wiener is highly fucked, very strangely, and in ways we don't understand, like a spiral, basically, but very little. Anyways, my point is, is that my dick sucks. 48 minutes of dog barking, 48 minutes of dog barking, 48 minutes of dog barking, 48 minutes of dog barking. Growl. 48 minutes of dog barking, 48 minutes of dog barking. So, so Ed, so are you buying the dip? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm investing fucking hard, fast, and long in FTT tokens. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I uh, but also a Twitter stock. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you definitely got. How much is it? it What's crazy is FTT is, as I'm speaking, still one dollar and fifty-eight cents. Yeah, uh, who's buying? I don't know. This is some guy. It's got to hey, be man. somebody. Yeah, somebody's out there. Um, I'm in on this shit. Right. All right. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a brief introduction. Welcome to the show. My name is Jason. Uh, this is forty-eight minutes of dogs barking. Alongside for the ride with me is Brian. Oh, hi, hi. And our special guest this week, you may have noticed that voice, that very British voice. Uh, it's a gentleman who goes by the name Ed Zitron, also known as Montego Balls, per his uh, <laughs> per his personal request. Uh, <laughs> that's wasn't that that's, that's how you wanted me to passport? introduce you correct you wanted to be montego yeah, balls on my passport <laughs> <laughs> that's my name <laughs> don't know why we're making such a big fucking deal about it it's your legal okay right, we have to just the woke mob won't leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh those of you who are maybe not as familiar you may know ed zitron from the where's your ed at newsletter you may know him from his two books this is how you pitch and fire your publicist is that the name of it that's true okay right. and uh he's also written for many many magazines the not the least of which of course business insider the main man of Updog, the a guy who introduced us all to bizarre Joker memes, the Steven Seagal <laughs> barbecue solo, let's see here, and the here's my problem shitpost about a goffin attacking a woman. Like, like every great British person, I've appropriated several cultures <laughs> and just claim they're my culture and people have just assumed that I invented them. Right. So yeah, in the case of the here is my problem one with the goffin cockatoo that comes from of course, Evan Egg, at Gay Rodney. <laughs> and, I love it. Yeah, I love that Gay Rodney. And uh, so I will not. And then I will. It might take me a while because I just tried to search on Twitter thinking that Bert Dernanert would bring up something <laughs> other than 600 posts I have made and others have made trying to find the, orig- the, out- the outbreak monkey. Yeah, the, the patient zero, as it were, yeah. Patient, patient Bert. <laughs> yeah. So glad to have you on the show. Big fan for a long time. Um, really glad to speak to you in person. I think the last time you and I had any kind of conversation, it was via Twitter, and it was about forgotten British indie rock bands. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah we were going Cooper on Temple about uh, Manson. And, uh... So a couple of things kicked off this week that we wanted to get into. I don't know if you're keeping tabs with this. I know that you recommended... Today in Tabs. Thank you. It's Today in Tabs. Thank you. Rusty Foster. There it is. The goat. He ha- he's had that newsletter, and that newsletter has been super, 
super like influential in New York media for some time. Like if if me today knew that Rusty Foster followed me on Twitter, whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa. yeah, that's a pretty. I, I, I would I would have sex with myself immediately. I'd be so impressed. <laughs> it's amazing how little things truly matter. Right. It's courtesy of uh, of today in tabs that we found out. Apparently, there's a new type of guy just dropped, Ed. No, uh, okay, let me know. Apparently, a new type of guy just drops. It's called the uh, the shrimp type of guy. Okay. The the link is essentially that there's a new type of guy in China. This is courtesy of uh, Candice Lin eighty six on TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, basically saying okay. that 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 there's a new type of guy in China. And it's you think he's a male model from the neck down, and then you look up, okay. and his head is like an old guy or something really weird and gross. And so it's like a shrimp. You, you can't eat it with the head still on. Uh, and so <laughs> and that's where shrimp type of guy uh, comes in. It sounds disgusting. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's, it's essentially the, 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 uh, the version of like Butterface, but for dudes and also ch- in China. That rocks. Yeah. There's a new type of guy in China called the shrimp type. We love the monkey type like Wu Lei and Dylan Wang, or the puppy type like Gong Jun and Bin Zhang. A shrimp is hard to swallow with its head attached. Just like a male star looks hot and handsome when you focus on the body, but you get a little disappointed when you check out his face. Netizen praise God is fair. He opens the door for you, but also closes the window. Korean netizen went crazy for this photo, thinking it must be the abs of Cha Eun Woo. But when you zoom out, it was actually JYP. Look at the sleek white shirt and straight black pants. You thought it must be some math genius. But he actually has a big head with long messy hair, which looks like a lollipop. Look at this pair of long and skinny legs. They must belong to some girl group members. Move your eyes upward, you'll be dazzled by that shiny bald head. Good luck to that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I firmly identify as a shrimp type of guy. You know, from the neck down, I'm all right. But man, neck up, you, you gotta really... You gotta really like me as a person, because otherwise it's kind <laughs> of. I like to. Uh, I oscillate between ugliness, great feet, terrible calves, good thighs, not great midsection, good chest, bad face, good hair. Yeah, you you definitely do have the good hair. I, I will like Rainbow Road style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you never really know which way you're going. You never feel comfortable. Yeah. So from shrimp type of guy, here's another piece that we we picked up this week. This is. Uh, okay. uh, are you familiar with the account on Twitter, Kim Possible Facts? Oh, okay. yes, and I hear a certain fact about their story. <laughs> Might need validation. That's exactly what we were talking about. Right the certain element of the story. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, Please do tell. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Possible Facts posted uh, something in response to some goofy thing about, like, oh, you know, I haven't told... Or my boyfriend did the dishes, and I have told him the, the kitchen looks clean, but I haven't, like, praised him specifically. Kim Possible Facts, of course, quote, retweets that and says, why are women so cruel? There's just no reason to share that online. Right. Well, but then the, the follow-up was even worse, you know, at Bebo Official. <laughs> you live in disgusting squalor, mooched off me for months, let me constantly clean up after you, and pissed yourself all over my couch and screamed at me for being upset about it. It is so funny you would cool. just post this. My abuser, everybody, let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to imagine <sighs> that not for long this website's going to be free no the website is free but it costs you something yeah, yeah. it really does cost some of your your mental faculties and your social skills and your general just feeling your any sort of 
optimism about the world, but you do get great shit posts. I fucking love Twitter. I think Same. I have something, I have many things genuinely wrong with me, but like I deeply connect with the flow of information on here, which is to say it's like a constant experience. Yeah, it's just, Of brain uh, damage. It's just constantly just like, yep, we changed subject, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Oh, you're gonna get mad at me? I'm just gonna forget that you <laughs> talked to me. And I've now muted you, which means you will keep talking and probably have a full conversation with, with yourself. yourself. Yeah. I, well, I will be off thinking, smiling man, and, or like, 15 what is something? Nuggets, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, just thinking like some dumb shit. And also like, it's a place that has, I would argue probably, enabled multiple bad habits. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Hundreds of bad ideas oh, alone. Yeah, absolutely. I did not need this level of confidence. No, I don't think anybody did. What's great though is going into the real world to the Kim Possible Facts thing. <laughs> so I was out to dinner with like a normal person yesterday who really isn't on Twitter. And I nearly brought it up. Because <laughs> I remembered it and I thought, how do I even begin on this one? First of all, do they know who Kim Possible is? Right, to start with, yeah. <laughs> Basic principle. Second of all, and then second through eleventh of all, probably a bad idea. Oh yeah, especially at like a nice restaurant. I, but this is how my brain is. It's just like, hey, remember that thing? Yeah, the piss part is true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Ed is referring to the follow-up post. So Kim Possible Facts responds to that previous bit about living in squalor with, "Not going to fight about this with my ex from a brief toxic relationship that ended over a year ago. Piss part is true, but." And then everything after that, I black out because he just said that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real Rick James, like, of course I, I got mud on their couch kind of thing. <laughs> if you listen to fools, the piss part is true. No, that doesn't fucking No, I'm, I, I'm, I'll come back to I'm it. I'm keeping that one. There were some, some good bits that went on with this. But what's great about this is, as someone who's on Twitter, well, right now, mm -hmm. like, I haven't even closed the browser. No. It's just there staring at me, waiting. Yeah. Like a, like a terminal prompt, but for like terminal brain damage. Yes. And yes. I'm on this site all the time, but I really have learned, it's just there's some shit you just don't share. Yeah. Such as anything. Oh, yeah. You can post all day long without communicating a single fact about your life. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, you, you didn't even know my, my first name. <laughs> yeah. When we started messaging about, about coming on the show, you're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I don't think I ever really got your." What first is thing. your real? Yeah. Video is video crime. Yeah. Finish like. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. Are you just like remember that person with that avatar? You know. Well, yeah. That, uh, and I change my display name all the time too because I'm constantly coming up with stupid ideas. Like um, I don't even remember what it is. Right. Oh, Golf Wolf Magazine. That's from uh, Longmont Potion Castle, the prank caller. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't really share a lot about myself every once in a while. I mean, my profile picture right now is me and my kids, but like, that could be an old picture. Like you don't know anything about, you know, like maybe it's not, yeah, your you kids. don't, you don't really have any information. No. And I think what's interesting about these anonymous accounts, like impossible facts or like even, um, some semi anonymous, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Qu quasi or, or whatever, but like pseudonymous. Su th there you go, pseudonymous. Um, but yeah, like there, there's just you don't know who's on the like. There was a thing a couple of years ago where the guy was pretending to be his own wife or something. Oh what? yeah. L, L O L. What? Yeah. I forgot. Oh about yeah, that. the fake wife. <laughs> what are you doing, man? What? The, I'm sorry. I'm on this website so fucking much. What are you doing? Right. Have you ever jacked off? Go try that first before any of these fucking ideas. 
I mean, it's insane. Go, go watch, go type in YouTube, type, I don't know, anything. Your favorite band and the word live. You should at least get 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, go through a few reps. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I got, I got to start taking that advice, but like, uh, but also, <laughs> but also what was this account? This account was originally like an ironic thing mm. where it was called Kim Possible Facts. Right. And it was kind of funny because it was just like, oh, that's not what I expected from Kim Possible Facts. Right. And they're kind of funny. And so in the same way that accounts get adopted on this website, they had a notoriety. Then it disappeared. I hadn't heard about this account for like, what, like six months? Yeah? Yeah, at maybe. least, yeah. yeah they um, got sh- uh, disabled or got banned for a while and then had like a ba- it was one of those things like, oh, I got banned or I got put in Twitter jail and then they had like a backup and then they got back on their normal account or had access to it again after a certain amount of time. And I think sometimes for accounts like Kim Possible Facts, when that happens, they just kind of lose their audience. And, you know, people kind of forget about them or who knows. But, yeah, I, this is and the I first time I've thought there's about... there's a grand fan base. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it was, it was kind of, to me, at least, like, a noble, persistent shitposting account. Yeah. I think the only other one, I, I think that that kind of followed in from the VeggieTales facts uh, guy. Oh, that one I never, that one never, never got to me. Never really stuck with me. And Kim Possible Facts barely did. Yeah. Well, I know they had, they had like a few insular beefs that were fun to watch. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, the, the, the VeggieTales facts at one was at least, <laughs> that one was at least vulgar and funny in a way that like, okay, you don't expect VeggieTales to be saying like, slap my fat vegetable ass. Like that makes, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, that Christian. is pretty funny. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't, okay, but how, how long can that go? Like how, how much can you milk out of that concept? So. Kim Possible Facts had the same kind of thing where it's like, okay, now it's just a shitposting account. It's not really, there's not really much going on here. It's not like the guy who runs the one um, about like moments in something awful history where he's got right. a lot of stuff to mine. Oh, yeah. But but you were saying like you were talking to somebody at a, at a, at a you know, going out to dinner and you wanted to bring this up. I had that, I had that same problem for years. I would want to talk to my wife about this stuff. <laughs> and I'm just like, Fuck, okay, there's going to be like 10 minutes of me explaining who any of these people are before I even get to the story. And so I just wouldn't, you know, and, and so that's part of why we started this podcast, because like, fuck, um, this is strictly for the normies, you know what I mean? Like, this is for people who have no fucking clue that there even was an account called Kim Possible Facts. The way I try, when I try and tell a normal person that I just say, you have to realize that Twitter is just meaningless that everything within there is people like jostling for meaning and just trying to like cement one memorable moment in someone's head so they'll follow them and the meaning and reason for accounts to exist uh, constantly changes I, don't know, I remember getting dinner with a friend one time and trying to explain this shitposting account that I just popped into my feed and I didn't understand why it was there and it was someone role playing a Rasta tennis ball with AIDS and this <laughs> is all like you know uh, you know just I uh, all the patois you know oh I've got the AIDS man it's so terrible I'm the Rasta just this it's terrible like a joke that would have been considered like, like racy in 2001 right yeah. yeah but the weirdest thing was <laughs> it was whoever was running this account if I went far back into the timeline I realized oh 
this is a person I follow because they were role playing as a baseball fan that thought pitchers were like the most pathetic people <laughs> in the game. <laughs> and it was all just like, you know, like, you know, if you shot a pitcher on the mound, no one would cry and all this. Like, oh it's just really, it's this weird, just this vibe. Okay. They just decide they're going to change the gimmick, but not delete the old tweets. So oh, it's just. Oh, that's even better. Wait, so they were the same thing? Yeah, yeah. So they just kept the same account, but they would change the at yeah. and the, the everything <laughs> else the is changing the fucking mm -hmm. gimmick. Threatening to shoot Jacob deGrom isn't working. Right. I'm going to change to a racist, a racist caricature. Let's see if that works. Nolan Ryan's lawyer called me, so I got to get, you know. Yeah. Shohei Otani has a restraining order against me. He actually apologized for filing it. <laughs> He would, too. I'm That's sorry, I would love to be your friend, but you said you would shoot me <laughs> with a SIG P226. Well, you know, we're, we're based in St. Louis, so we're firmly in the Cardinals camp. Ed, who is your baseball team of choice? I'm a Dodgers fan. Okay. And I know that okay. sounds like I'm allowed to have one. Yeah. My other team is the fucking Raiders. Hey. Jesus I mean, fucking that, that, Christ. That's from your time in California, though. So, I mean, that, that Yes, that and sadly, also my time in Vegas. Well, yes. yeah, that's yeah, true. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the Dodgers. Start watching the Dodgers in 20 really watched them in 2021 watched them lose yeah and i was like this is where i do my best work and then they did it again i'm like well okay <laughs> uh-oh yeah maybe not but i like the dodgers because one of the best stadiums in the in sports ever yeah and also fun weird players it's good yeah uh, cardinals seem fun the, the, they got cool. some pretty good guys. You know, what really uh, screwed me up is that, like, you know, everyone made a big deal about Albert Pujols moving to California, yeah. but then he came back and, and he was hailed as the conquering hero. And I'm like, where were you guys, like, 10 years ago? We were all calling him, you know. The, oh, yeah. If you went to a thrift store, there would just be a whole entire rack of Albert Pujols jerseys next to, like, the weird transmission shop shirts and stuff. And it was just really, like, everyone really turned their back on Pujols for a number of years. But he came back and everyone's like yeah oh he's 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 gonna make us whole again right as, as though that could happen yeah. yes <laughs> yeah. which is like which is cool because he almost did it but really didn't no yeah it, it, i feel like i do feel like the world series really reflected the world though no like on a beautiful level you were like all right you've got all these magical like really soulful teams coming through and it seems against all odds we'll all win and then the fucking astros win yeah <laughs> Of all the fucking... A yeah. fucking Excel spreadsheet turned into a sports team. No, I mean, you're not, you're not Dusty wrong. Dusty Baker read the fucking accountancy for the World Series speech. Uh, yeah, I mean... And what you meant, uh, the, the non-gap profitability of the Houston Astros will be... Don't know why he sounds like that, but I don't know Dusty Baker's voice. He's just such a weird dude to begin with, and then, yeah, like, it's... Good day, mate, it's me, <laughs> Dusty Baker. No, that's not it. <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't use Twitter right now, so all my bad, like all my weird jokes are coming out. Please bring it on. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We we love it. Uh, yeah, we spend two hours a week on here, like not on Twitter. So yeah, that's exactly what we do too. Just <laughs> we just shit post at each other. We were talking about our favorite Aqua Teen Hunger Force lines and stuff before. Like, <laughs> we're just I never saw it. I want to be no? named Spaghetti. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Uh, I think HBO Max has it, if, mm -hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they got all the Cartoon Network stuff. So yeah, if you've got HBO Max, uh, definitely check out... It, it's, I, I do. It's a great voice cast. Most of it's the same guy. Most of it's Matt Maiero. But you've got uh, Dana Snyder, who is just an exceptionally wonderful crank. He just sounds 
So oh, just <laughs> uh, and it's about food items that live in New Jersey. Who who wouldn't you know? Um, they, don't don't start with the movies. There's two movies. Uh, skip those till you've watched the show. But yeah, um, Aqua Teen Harbor Force. I'm I'm trying to get in the right headspace because we got to do it. We got to get into the crypto scam of the week, which might be the crypto scam of the year, crypto scam of the decade. Oh my for God. God's sake. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. That shit drove me fully insane. So, Ed, I know you've broken it down in the newsletter. Again, Mm -hmm. where's your Ed at? For those of you who are interested in it, the back, what, four newsletters have been relating to FTX? Last two, I believe. Was it two? Well, the important thing to remember about FTX is I was right. Yes. No, (laughs) no question. So there are, there are things called cryptocurrency exchanges. And at these places, you go to them and you exchange real money for fake money that is tokenized on the blockchain. Now, one of the biggest exchanges was FTX. FTX had, of course, sponsored the Miami Heat's arena in Florida. Tom Brady, Steph Curry, Larry David done commercials. Tom Brady and his ex-wife, Giselle. They all put this money into this. And there was this bloke behind it all called Sam Bankman-Fried. Sam Bankman-Fried, he, he looks like Porky Pig with Weird Al's hair. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. I was thinking he looked like uh, the guy Badger from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually pretty good, too. <laughs> I think between us, we've got a description there. Now, so, SBF have been hailed as, like, the new ultra-billionaire. He's worth about $24 billion. Now, previous to these events, a few months ago, there was a thing called Voyager Digital that yes. went under... We covered oh my Voyager god, there's so the much show, yeah. shit. To, okay, so you've done Voyager, so I can skip that. Yep. <laughs> when the Voyager bankruptcy hearing was happening, a fact came out that Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX had taken a position in, in Voyager of just over 10%, that they had deliberately reduced below 10% to avoid Canadian, because Voyager is a public company in Canada, mm-hmm. to avoid having to disclose financials in detail to the Canadian stock market. This weirded me out. Also, there were two loans. Two very, it could have been $1.1 billion or 300 and something million dollars. He, like the Alameda, May, Alameda Sam Bankman-Fried of FTX's, that's, that's his investment firm. Right. They had lent, lent that money to Voyager. And to me, that smelled awful stinky. Right. As well as That should. smelled I mean, real, yeah. real bad. And I said that I was worried that Sam Bankman-Fried wasn't real. I didn't think he had the money because it was very strange you go on the Forbes billionaires list. Most of his wealth came from two places, FTT tokens, which is the token of FTX, and his FTX stock, and he owns about half of FTX. So no real holdings of any kind. My natural reaction to this was, sounds like doo-doo. So I said, I said, August 9th, if I had to guess, SPF's money is 400 different loans, I would personally get my money out of FTX. So it turns out that that's actually what happened. What had happened was Sam Bankman-Fried had been using FTX deposits, as in the exchange, had been using the exchange's money, people's money, people who put money in there, to fund his Alameda operations. And he um, just never gave it back and ends up owing about $2 billion. And he got washed out because the CEO of Binance CZ found out due to a Coindesk story that half the Alameda research... To be clear, FTT, most of Sam Bankman-Fried's wealth, 
was owned by Sam Bankman-Fried with the value justified by Sam Bankman-Fried. And it turned out, thanks to a guy called Ian Allison over at Coindesk, did some really good reporting on this, found out that more than half of their balance sheet was in a token that they could not sell. FTT. So CZ of Binance said, we're selling all of our FTT tokens Mm -hmm. into the market and everything shit the bed. Sam Bankman frees everything fell apart because it turns out that he didn't really have any money and he put it all into loans. Mm. And over the course of the last week, everything's kind of fallen apart. There was a big hack where the money was pulled out on Friday. I, I sat up just fucking from like 6 p.m. through to 1 a.m. <laughs> watching Twitter as well. Things fell apart. Yeah. And there was a hack where like $400 million was taken. Yeah. Yeah. But now the rumor is that the Bahamas government are the ones that ordered Sam Bankman Free to hack his own system and transfer the assets to the Bahamas government account. That's a new one. I hadn't I heard that just, part. Yeah. I will just tell you something. Yeah. If it turns out that we go to fucking war over this with the Bahamas, <laughs> I just I'm. F- I'm fucking done. I'm going to the woods like Dexter. Like just the the whole story is completely insane. Now, I don't know if you've seen um this bit here. It's at sbfleaks.eth.limo, but apparently okay. uh SBF and Caroline from Alameda made some sex tapes uh and according to this on the uh, the 18th of November their sex tape will be, will be released on this uncensorable webpage. If I wanted to watch an unfuckable dweeb have bad sex, I could get a mirror in my bedroom. Hey! That is the riff of the week, folks. Uh, (laughs) You know, riff of the week. Oh, baby. That's the 48 minutes of dogs barking riff of the week. I'm not kidding you. I paid somebody on Fiverr to make a that's the riff of the week drop. During COVID, I paid a guy 30 bucks to make a bunch of soundboard things. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, like, let, get his like, ass. does that work? <laughs> yeah, like, like shit, like that. Oh. And I did it while everyone was getting used to Zoom oh. because I'm a nasty tech goblin. Yeah. I've been doing this shit forever. I knew how a computer works. Yeah. So when they were all trying to work out how to connect to anything, I was like, nobody cares. <laughs> I, I had that shit ready, <laughs> dropping it on clients. Oh, man. I need you to Welcome produce to the my show. Nightmare. Oh, you have to be you have to be online on the computer all day. Welcome to my fucking life since I was eleven. <laughs> right. Jeez. Oh, you thought you had friends friends. Well you can't see them, you'll die. <laughs> now you're trapped in here. <laughs> you're trapped in here with me going Shut like Shut the fuck up. Like, just like the whole fucking time. I then stopped because like I, I have a good instinct for when a, a bit is running dry, yeah. so I did stop. Ugh. But what I did for Trevor was that I stopped using it for like a year. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then I would just like bust Shut out up, like... Trevor. <laughs> you got special custom ones just for Trevor. Oh, my God. You got the Jamaican <laughs> airhorn. Guy have the aerial, the Bill Mayer. Oh <laughs> man! See? see now I need this. For, see, now I need this from when we do the show. This is what yeah. I did during COVID. Everyone freaked out. They were like, "I don't want to do more computer." And I was like, "Finally, yeah." Yeah, well, I've been looking for this justification my whole life. Yeah, well, when when COVID started, that's when I really started thinking like, "Okay, well, I gotta, I gotta do a podcast. I gotta get you know something, some kind of you know." return out of this time that i'm spending online so yeah i'm I'm with you you know i hope this sbf and caroline thing you know just the inner shithead me is like 
I hope there's a big countdown. And when it gets to zero, it's just goat seat. We're going to end it oh, on a classic yeah, note yeah. with goat ass. Oh, yeah. Either that or, or like you said earlier, like, I really hope... What if they're really good? Yeah, that that was our concern, too. What if what they're if really good? What if absolutely fucking lays... What if Sam Bankman-Fried is, like, a nasty tantric god? Yeah, like, he, he maybe he's, like, one of those sex nerds that has, like, uh, idiot's guide to sex on his nightstand <laughs> and stuff. And he's just, like, you know, he's, We're like, learning like all listener. the positions. Yeah. He's, busting, he's just actually like, like just a just a caring and thoughtful lover. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, just a huge fraudster. Right. Like he's honest in he just, one place, and that's the bedroom. You know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> yeah, it's the only place where <laughs> Sam can bear, bear his soul in his hole. Soul in his hole. Yeah, I was like, I was theorizing, like, what if he fucks like a guy that doesn't even have like a fid sheet on his mattress? <laughs> just an absolute, oh, yeah. just fucking. He doesn't know what his next meal's gonna be, so he's gotta get in good here. <laughs> he's gotta. Well, you know, like, uh, do you think <laughs> no, Sam Bankman-Fried just... has a bed frame? Like, do you think he's, you know, he's in... God no. no, he's a mattress on the floor, fella. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, I had that he's a crumbs floor. in the. He's a crumbs on the mattress on the floor. Yeah, oh, you got you got move you got move the laptop oh, over on the bed. <laughs> Sorry. I'll sell my laptop. Yeah, sorry, babe. Sorry, that was my cat. I was swearing at that. <laughs> don't know what he's giving me shit for. Oh, the bits are good. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, you might hear him later on. One of my cats, Gibson, is a uh, is a constant guest on the show because he's. Uh, He's always Cats outside. Outside the chalet. Outside the chalet. Well, we have a we have a detached <laughs> garage here in the in the the, right. uh, the St. Louis studio here, and it's it's like a little little outhouse from the house, and and yeah, the the, the cat Gibson there, he's a he's a constant. You'll you'll hear him just going outside the door. Uh, Sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like just like daddy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So either so either SBF is going to be King Ding Dong or he's going to be uh, having the weak pipe. He is. What's going to happen with him is he's going to be bounced between the legal system. Yeah. If he's lucky. Yeah. He may end up dead. Oh yeah. He I fucked was... over. He's fucked over a lot of people. And if he's mixed up in some weird like Bahamian, like some insane like Bahamian scam shit, yeah. he is dead as a dodo. Yeah, I was thinking McAfee. No, McAfee. McAfee probably died of like autoerotic asphyxiation. Like I don't, I refuse to believe any story that doesn't involve him dying while being off. Fair. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking about John McAfee here. No, no, I, I, that's fair. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's John McAfee. I, yeah, yeah. I watched like some documentary about him on Netflix. And I'm like, man, this. I need more conspiracy theory. It was a little too straight. I want like he died because I don't know. He ate bad mayo, and the police, the police, the the police in Spain purposely put bad mayo on his sandwich. And then put him in cardiac arrest. From tainted pork or tainted something. Pork. Yeah. <laughs> the SBF thing has really annoyed me now because I did a lot of independent reporting on that. Yeah. And then everyone else kind of ran with that. I'm like, oh, cool. Have fun, fellas. I got real fucking, I got real fucking bitter about it. I was not pleased. No, I get it. Like, it, it, you didn't necessarily get scooped because you were definitely there first. But yeah, I, I, I definitely understand. That. I was, I was there smoking weed. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking like, absolutely fucking just smoke it. Like just outside, with like talking to uh, texting Edward Ungueso from Vice. Yeah, and just going completely nuts. Yeah, yeah. I was having the best. It was a very fun night, but also I realized I'm not a journalist. Like, I am a journalist, but people were like, oh, you should chase this lead. And I was like, no. Yeah. 
I got a real job. I'm sorry. <laughs> but look, uh, I'm, I've been there. I, I was doing I was doing radio the night that Bin Laden was killed, and like I kept getting told by by the executive producers that like, hey, you got to get on the phone with like, I'm not doing that with Bin Laden. <laughs> get on the phone with Bin Laden. Yeah, get on. Well, like get on the phone with our guy at DOJ, and like we don't have a guy at DOJ. We're like a local CBS affiliate. Who the fuck do you? Yeah, think who I the am? fuck are you calling at the Department of Justice? You're right. Right. Yeah, you're gonna call. You're just up. like okay, Department yeah. of <laughs> Justice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me call up John Cena. Yeah, I'm gonna call John Cena and ask how he he knew. Uh, but just like, who am I gonna call, John? Like, just it was so weird, and and it was overnight, and we we're just like. This is supposed to also, be. Also, that was not a big event in the end. Well, I, I guess not really, but like we covered it. I remember for... when it happened and just immediately forgetting about it. It felt so irrelevant to kill Bin Laden. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we covered it for like five hours, but once the morning crew came in, it was pretty much a done deal, and they just kind of ran with the wire report. So there wasn't really much to do, you know. Also, what is there to say? Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. Congrats, we cool. got him now. <laughs> yeah. He's not gonna do. I, uh, he's not gonna do another one. <laughs> when, uh, when I found out like, about Bin Laden being murdered, I, or killed, I guess. Murdered? Uh oh. He was murdered. <laughs> yeah. He was. He was. He was. <laughs> Here we a go. Pillar of his community, right? <laughs> outside of outside of his community, a well-respected businessman. Yeah, yeah. respected. But anyways, <laughs> the night Bin Laden was killed, I was uh, photographing William Fitzsimmons at the Firebird venue that was here in St. Louis, and he's a guy who was raised by like two blind musicians, and like just had this really interesting lifestyle. He's very, very acoustic, very somber sweet soft-spoken guy and uh he i think it happened right before he went on to perform and he's just like yeah uh, i heard that i heard we killed osama bin laden and people just like start losing their shit because it's a fucking midwest and like yeah, yeah. we got fucking got him and he's just like yeah that's that's cool <laughs> like, right i'm gonna play yeah. some somber songs about what's my this childhood. folk singer gonna say yeah He's, i mean not everybody's woody guthrie but like jesus Miguel being Latin. he's gonna write a new song on the spot well did you ever see the newsroom oh god yes the newsroom there's that Fuck scene yeah. in it i know exactly what you're talking about there's a scene in in the newsroom brian have you caught up with this i i haven't i'm not okay. familiar well the, the newsroom is about uh, jeff daniels who is the newsman who does news very well and apparently he does news so good that his team also does news very well. And, yes. and there's a bit in, in an airplane, and, and he, uh, one of the producers gets a text, and the text is that we killed bin Laden. And he, like, goes in front of the... He goes to the stewardess, and he asks the pilot to, like, make an announcement or something. It's, it's completely ridiculous. It's Aaron Sorkin. did the West Wing. Oh, it's so, it's so good. And, like, a, like, what is it? Like, one of the stewardesses tries to make them sit down yeah and he's like we don't sit and down we make the news or some shit like, it was very much like sit down you stupid bitch yeah, I need yeah to deliver yeah. the news the and like man. he goes to look at the pilot and he look there's a zoom in on the pilot's badge yeah which heavily suggests that like pilots are troops captain my name is don Kiefer. that's elliot hirsch and that's sloan sabbath we work for atlantis cable news and we wanted you and your first officer and flight attendant crazy lady to be the first ones on this plane to know that our armed forces killed Osama bin Laden for you tonight. You're serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> they are not. Yeah, like, they are. Not that one not. should particularly honor the truth. Like, I'm not like a 
vast imperialist, but it's like that is a different kind of job. A very different kind of you job. You might yeah. you might die flying a plane, but it's probably because you're drunk. Yeah. That's about yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. about Yeah. Um yeah, because I'm trying to think like I I knew a couple guys who were airline pilots. I mentioned this. Who crashed a, planes? <laughs> no, thank God, no. Because uh the last because the last guy me, I flew with, I was on the plane while he was flying. So thank God no. But like yeah, um they're they're not you know, they're not all um <clears throat> They're not heroes. Let's put it that way. They're not, you know. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I realize I'm a public relations CEO, so I can't really be looking down my nose. At, and like, I, I would not piss on many people in my industry if they were on fire. No. and But I would piss on them if they weren't. Yeah. I mean, that, look, rightfully so. You're not wrong. <laughs> and that's what I like. That's what I like about the tone of your books, too. Like, uh, especially in uh, uh, Fire, your publicist. Perfect. Well, oh, I... I cracked the code of my industry, which is, it's PVP. Like, you can, you can respect PR people, you can. But my industry is just people going out to people and being nice for no good reason. I'm not saying you should just be rude to everyone. You can be. But they are so defensive of themselves, but also of their weird little clubs. Like, they really don't like it when people talk a certain way or act a certain way or act out of normal, which I am only capable of doing. I cannot. Like, I can pretend to be a civilian for, like, an hour. Or as long as I'm paid to. If it's, like, a client thing, you would not realize any of the stuff going on in my brain. You would be like, this is just a guy. This is just a guy. Here he is. Oh, he likes sports. Yep. <laughs> and you just be like, perfectly normal. That's if there's money involved. But PR people, they constantly have that on. They cannot not be civilians. Yeah. But it also make they're also extremely passive aggressive, which means when you're aggressive with them and you're just like, Why are you being rude? They genuinely just leave the room. They can't help themselves. They just start pissing they're themselves. They're terrified. You know? yeah, they're yeah, they're terrified. Or when they get rude to you, they get rude to you in like actually it's a great podcast for this. Uh, they get rude to you exactly the same way that people would get rude to you in like Preet Bahara's mentions or like Chelsea Clinton's mentions. Yeah. Like, oh, sir, well, you've clearly, you clearly don't, you're clearly an idiot. Ah. <laughs> the, the sir, have you don't need decency a uh, bit. Yeah. Like, just... But yeah, but they try and get smart with you, which is so easy to disarm by being stupid. Yeah, because you go, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> or just that's like whatever they say about you, you say, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. That's a <laughs> they classic. They get really upset. <laughs> you, can't, you can't disarm anyone better with like, yep. Sure. And it just shuts them down. Okay. I uh, think that was uh, CJ had that like CJ, the logic. Yeah. CJ is just <laughs> he is one of the funniest people alive. When we were still Facebook friends, me and CJ, it was just like I, every single time he posted an update, it was so great. Or even when like ten years ago, he'd be like posting about his job and some guy complaining about El Nino. Oh yeah. Well, what's El Nino? I must have missed that part of the canon. Uh, it was like. Uh, he was like, I guess, I don't know what CJ did at his job at that time, but there was a warehouse involved. And there was a guy in the warehouse, like all warehouse guys that thinks he knows the world better than it really. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so he was like saying, uh, you know, something about the weather. It must be El Nino. And uh, then the exact opposite of what the guy said was going to happen. And so he like followed the dude through the warehouse to hunt him down and be like, so I guess this is the real El Nino. And the guy apparently just got real upset. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing <laughs> greatly here, but yeah, I just remember this is, I guess this is the real El Nino is always stuck with me. Well, what I like about that is it's a great example of that person could have disarmed CJ almost immediately. Yeah. 
Because you just have to be like, okay, and just walk off, and CJ would have had nothing. By getting more annoyed, you just give CJ power. Oh yeah, it's it's like any time that you you're fucking with somebody, and they and you and you see there's a weakness. Yeah, you you see you you see the thread you could pull on. It's like okay, like, oh interesting. I can chew on this Curious. for a little bit. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. I am way more interested in this than I should be. <laughs> which is which is the power dynamic that I think really carried us through like the something awful fired days i never hung with fired i could never do it no well i guess i think the I, contemporary I couldn't hang the yeah contemporary twitter version of that would have been greg w howard yeah the bean dog oh, militia the bean dog stuff yeah yeah classic that's where i cut my teeth on twitter yeah same i think a lot of people started started their careers on twitter by being mean to a guy that lived off a dirt road in like arkansas it was like a real piece of shit like a completely unsympathetic character yeah uh, and who just didn't understand that he could just end all of everything that was going on in his life by just not responding saying nothing yeah like literally just say nothing dude <laughs> yeah. it's actually the easiest way just people get mad at me all the time and i used to like not even address them. I'd like try and say something funny. I realized if I just didn't respond to them, they would get bored almost immediately because there's nothing to be, there's nothing really to be done with me. Yeah. Like there's nothing. Well, so the only thing that people really get mad about was that brisket post, which I deeply regret. Well, uh, uh, remind me, what was the brisket post? Well, all right. So I'll, this is going to be where I finally skip. I will address this issue. Um, <laughs> okay. So I made a brisket that was dry as fuck. And it was like, <laughs> there's some personal things going on at the time where I was like particularly whiny. Okay. And I posted it. It looked like shit. And like some people ripped on me. And I just got like really defensive in a way that really isn't actually like me. And I was really rude. To, I wish I could find the guy. Yeah. Because I would love to apologize to him and just be like, I was a huge baby and people ripped on me. And even then, you know what I did? Yeah, some guy was like, you should kill yourself. That that was when I was just like, <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm actually gonna log off. Yeah, because that's, that's I, I feel bad, but also this feels like it's turning on me in a way that I don't like. So you, you mentioned smoking a brisket. I was about to say, I was gonna say like the fact that the cut of meat was brisket seems really fitting because I feel like a lot of people try to cook brisket and like they get one element wrong and it doesn't come out like they hope it would and it's just like a devastating thing because brisket's typically not cheap i know cut. exactly what i did wrong i was just going i was only cooking the flat uh, and the flat mm -hmm. on its own is a different kind of cook i have since made really great brisket which is not me being defensive i actually truly don't like brisket as well which i think genuinely changes I think it makes my food worse because if you don't really yeah, enjoy you, what you're making, you're not sure. really excited to make it. Yeah. Still, my brisket fucking bangs. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I, I've heard tale. My ribs are better. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, man, you're the fucking grill master. I forgot about that. Like, just you posting like oh, all yeah. this fucking food. I'm like, I just want to eat barbecue all day. I, right around the time you, uh, Ed, you started posting uh, photos of, of your grilling, I was like, I got really inspired, and so. I went out and I did a brisket and and yeah, mine was dry too. But uh, I, but I do I do enjoy a good uh, smoking some ribs and and doing so. So Ed, of all the cuts of meat, I gotta I gotta ask, what is your favorite cut of meat to smoke? I mean, pork ribs. Yeah, but that's not really a cut. No, I just mean like, what's your favorite? Cut of meat is it's just gonna kind be, of a, you yeah. go Snake River Farms, you get yourself some Kuroboto ribs. Kuroboto, it's a kind of it's very big fat fatty pig called a berkshire pig and i love doing some 
Berkshire pork ribs. They're fucking incredible every time. Mm. All right, well, I'll have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, I think that might be the uh, Tri-tip's also very good, but oh, I yeah, haven't been cooking. Yeah. I've been going kind of psycho at the moment and eating an extremely restrictive diet and lifting every day. So, like, I haven't been cooking much. Yeah. But, yeah, like, so I just eat, like, brown rice and chicken Oof. and just lift every day now. I've gone completely psycho. I've yeah. got this thing tonal. You're becoming the joker. I get to take all my stuff. <laughs> oh, no, I'm like, <laughs> you understand how much I'm restricting myself from posting about, going, like, lifting? Oh, I'm sure oh, yeah. you are, yeah. I'm like, I'm, like, powerlifting every day. Wow. I want to be like, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> look at my fucking I want to fucking flex in the mirror. I want to show yeah. everyone i kind of got, like, the shadow of abs going on. I want to be like, Ugh. Yeah. I think you but should. I think time, just once, no. just once, before Twitter dies, a thirst trap do, for edge restaurants. Do it one time just to freak people out. Like, yeah. oh, shit, it got ripped. <laughs> I got to raise No, I'm not there yet. Like, I'm not ripped enough. No? Like, that's what... Right. I'm like... I got, like, really good arms now, and, like, I got the back muscles, but I'm, like, one step before it. I think I got, like, a month and a half. <laughs> All right. And then I'm then I'm going to fucking Scott Adams some fools. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get him, get him on that, uh, that, that mind Mad freak shit. Mad, red, and nude. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, it, for those of you who may not have caught the bean dog thing, I have to just backtrack oh, for yes. a second. So, um, long story short is that when the Tea Party took over in 2010, there were some real insane people on Twitter. One of them was Greg W. Howard. Stan uh, Solomon was another one. Yep. A bunch of guys. A couple of them are still around, but very few. But Greg W. Howard was just this kind of beefy, weird dude who would post about, you know, basically, did Democrats hire a Twitter thug to smear the Tea Party and stuff like... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Neil Rauhauer or something? Yeah, yeah Neil yeah, Rauhauser. I remember yeah. this. Oh, because I was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> the big reveal so 10 it, years later. They called it Twittergate. Okay. And it was this guy, Greg W. Howard, basically leading the charge. And, you know, it was kind of a proto-QAnon because, like, yeah, there's a leftist conspiracy to silence George the Tea Soros Party. Is, and, is paying people to be mean to me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and so fucking with this guy was really easy because oh, he was super thin-skinned and yeah. he just could not take a joke. And like, so the Bean Dog Militia was was referenced, based uh, around the Mamashiba uh -huh. Japanese cartoon. Yeah, and just uh, and a big respect to uh, Bonaman underscore Inc. Yeah, he still has the Bean Dog. He still has the Bean Dog. Still has it. It's yeah. been what like I want to say twelve years. years. Yeah, I've um, never stuck to a bit longer than like three minutes. No. Um, I'm like this is incredible. There were some some people from even Adelaide, Australia. Methadona mm -hmm. was one of the one of the people oh, in, yeah. in the Bean Dog oh, the classics. Uh, the real somebody, like some of these, oh, like gosh, old the real somebody. Yeah, I remember him. He, me, and him used to text all the time. It was he just was cool. Just some real old Twitter people. Uh, some of them probably aren't still around, but like. Greg W. Howard, his life kind of went to shit almost immediately. Like, they found out he's behind on Why, child I don't support. think it was in a great place. No, no but it got even worse. <laughs> like, you know, he found out that his financial planning business was in shambles. He was behind on child support payments. Uh, and it became a whole thing. And, like, Greg W. Howard was definitely a moment when Twitter came into its own, at least in my mind. That's that's when I joined, it I was think. Like, it was like the uh, the Iranian student revolution <laughs> and the Hoobastank <laughs> fake hoobastank twitter <laughs> with the goatsee and i was like wait maybe this social platform has potential was like just like a shock image usage but then i was like okay 
getting tormenting the tea party was was definitely a, a great use case for early Twitter. I think Twitter. I will. I will say I've been on Twitter for years and years and years, but I feel like I would say it clicked during COVID. I think. I think that was the proving ground for posting. Oh, that definitely. was where normal people became posters. Regular posters either became stronger posters or ruined their lives entirely. Oh yeah. That was And then some people floated between them, but that was when people were like, "Okay, we're going to have to have an online here. We have to be online." Yeah. Bean Dad and you had all sorts of little sagas that kind of came up. Oh god. Jeez, uh, just so many Bean Dad weird was things. Bean Dad was just like Bean Dad was funny at first and then when you started really think about it, it's like how much does this mean? Like yeah. it's the first time I remember being like why do I care about like this thing? <laughs> I can't I can't generate the hate necessary here. I was trying to think back like what what you know what other moments are really big on Twitter because I know for for you you know things like the, the Jolly Green Giant Spanish account <laughs> tweeting <laughs> incesto was a bit <laughs> Well, that one I didn't see live. So what what this account is, is it's Green Giant underscore Espanol. I'm typing in as we speak, yeah. despite looking at this tweet over a thousand times. So August 19th, 2014. Hola, Twitter. So, no, I'm not going to try and say Spanish, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, cannot speak it. Do not know how to say it right. Going to embarrass myself. There were two like normal tweets about like, hello, this is the Green Giant family. Mm-hmm. Then there's one on the 22nd. Oh, got a great food tip. Share with us. Could be featured on our website. Then, March 9th, 2015, so just under a year later, INCESTO, comma, 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 all caps, INCESTO, comma, (laughs) space, comma. I mean, there's... Just like, (laughs) fucking flawless. Yeah, and and then it's never tweeted again. Holy sh... Yeah. Yeah, like, there... Nobody does it better. <laughs> One and done. Well, I, I was trying like, to. I was trying just to think like, of like flawlessly lined up. Yeah, I was trying to think of like other things in in Twitter's history because I'm kind of, in my mind, I'm kind of doing a post mortem. You know, like I'm I'm already, uh, you know, my my fingers at the at the, do- at the door and I'm you know counting the money. But I'm trying to think of like <laughs> horse ebooks yeah. was another horse big e-books, one when that came when that ended up being a fucking art exhibit. Oh yeah, Bear Whoa. Stearns Bravo. Mm. Oh God! Yeah. Got bought by some that, Berkshire Hathaway guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's some real pedophile money, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what happened. I don't want to know. Honestly, at I'm this so point, annoyed. I'm, I'm sure on a future show we'll do a, a horse ebooks dissection where I'll really get into the, the the research. But just just the idea that this automated account became an ARG for some bullshit yeah, so game weird. but yeah. wasn't it always wasn't it always an ARG Origi- well no originally it was supposedly a, a an actual ebooks account that was trying to sell these uh, poorly translated ebooks and the, and the account was based from Ukraine whoever was operating it and then oh that uh, explains everything and then yeah. they Fiat shit poster that was one of the folks that migrated to Twitter because obviously it was a uh-huh. larger uh, audience uh, a gentle breeze, I believe, oh. was the individual that bought the account, and then tried to do something with it, and I kind of lost the yeah. thread on that from there. But what like, a yeah. fucking loser thing to do! Holy shit, that's yeah. worse than the piss part is true. Oh, I I gave real American dollars to buy horse ebooks to impress some fucking media people. Yeah, in New York City. New York yeah. City. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. You want to impress people in New York? 
be rude to them. Yeah. They love it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they're, they're pigs for it. I'm fucking I've, like nice. You know, only city in the world, baby. You know, like just <laughs> oh, mama me, baby. <laughs> I've definitely got like stoned, and I have my friend Tim Moynihan, where I'll just waste, and I'll be like, no, only only in New York, and I'm picking up like a <laughs> thing of like Vicks vapor rub. Oh, like Mama used to make. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Getting like a Stufa's uh, frozen dinner. Oh, Maron. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck yeah! Because we talked about one of one of my favorite TikTok guys. He's a guy from Staten Island, uh, uh, Meals from Cooge, and it's this real like he's almost like every single Italian guy stereotype. Uh, if you get, if you're on TikTok, I know you probably aren't, but uh, get it, Meals underscore by underscore C U G. This guy Meals by Cooge, and it most of it's just him cooking and talking about oh my mother near the sister's hands or whatever. But every once in a while, he's out on the street. And so it's like he's standing in front of... And one of them was, literally, he's outside of S. Barrow going, Hey, only in fucking New York. you know. So he's in on the joke. But, okay. But it's, it's, it's super fun. What's great, though, is the real version of that is actually more depressing, which yeah. is some fucking... I used to be in a long relationship with someone from Staten Island. I've been exposed to that place far too much. Mm. And I'll tell you... It is not much more different. It's people going like, oh, it's the best fucking pirate in the fucking city. And it's like some shitty fucking dog shit place in Aberdeen, New Jersey. And it fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, the big city here. It's the same fucking big city you got in the other 90 cop-run money laundering <laughs> operations on Staten Island. Yep. Yeah, that's fucking the, hell. <laughs> that's the that's the real sad truth of it. Yeah, because like, yeah. fuck. Um, I was trying to think of like what Staten Island, like only thing that I can really think of like that are culturally relevant on Staten Island are Billy you Joel. did uh, Billy Joel, uh, what we do in the shadows, mm-hmm. which yeah. you did the Matt Berry bit, which I love Matt Berry. He's a, he's a he's wonderful national treasure. Um, have you heard his music by the way? No, I haven't. It's bad. It's bad, but in this like really earnest way that I oh, feel like, charming. Like Shatner. No, no, not like I Shatner. I interviewed Matt Berry in like 2013 for my Huffington Post blog, and he was the most boring interview of all time. Oh. He, would not, he gave the most boring answers to the point that I think he was fucking with me. I have to, I have to wonder how much of that. But I was yeah. not, I was not as confident as I am today because if I was doing it today, I would have gone, Matt, are you fucking with me? Right? Are you taking the piss? Are you just taking a piss, man? Yeah, you gotta wonder because, like, boy, the every show that I've seen him in, he's just—he's an exceptional performer, and and I really like his voice and his music. Yeah. But yeah, his music is like weird to this abstract degree. Weird music makes me think, of course, about. We want a punani. <laughs> is that what he says? Uh, there is there is a song where he's like, Oh yeah, I want a punani. Uh, <laughs> oh, is, is Matt Barry just racist? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking about Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Oh, okay. He <laughs> is racist. Seagal. That Matt yeah, Barry it's... is Steven Seagal doing the Me Want a Punani. Me song. Want a Punani. <laughs> I want a punani. <laughs> Not gonna do that. No, <laughs> do not need that on the record. 
I will say, like, if Twitter dies, I am actually going to be very depressed. Yeah. And I think anyone claiming otherwise is a fucking liar. Yeah. Because this website has been, like, my career. This is really... Like, my newsletter is finally taking off only for this fucking website to die. Fuck you, Elon Musk. God damn it. (laughs) I would love... I want Elon Musk to see the smiling man so badly. (laughs) Okay. Why Why is he smiling at me? That's not a real smile. No, I don't. Get no, this joke. this is not funny. What is funny is Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, I like you watching sh- Rick and Morty. The, you should have heard the bit that we uh, we had to cut last week. It was. Uh, <laughs> oh jeez, that was Ed, such a nice person. Do we really need to introduce? Ed's, no, um, essentially, oh, really? God, geez, that's Rick. what you've uh, got from talking to me. Well, <laughs> fair enough. But uh, <laughs> it was it was. Uh, Justin Merlin, the 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 uh, co-creator of Rick and Morty, started an NFT project called Art Gobblers, and it's just really it's like it's like a <sighs> yeah blob that has like a shing dick nipple, and like it's just. I should be one hundred percent clear though. If I had had a very easy way to make like ten million dollars, I probably might have done it. Like I would have got that shit in before the worm turned against NFTs, and then yeah, got the fuck sure. out. And then when anyone asked me about it, I would have been like, "I got a kid. I'm sorry." That, that is my old motto. Like all this money's going to my child. I can buy Diet Coke whenever I want. My mortgage is paid. I'm really, I'm really done buying stuff for the most part. Right. Like, this yeah. is all just for the little guy now. I don't know. And if anyone is like, "Oh, you shouldn't do," that, I'm like, "Suck my hog." <laughs> yeah. I think I think when like you have like like children, it's just like yeah, you just gotta do what you need to do. Like I get that part, but I don't, does Justin Roiland have children? I don't even know. No. Oh, no, I'm done with I'm, I'm, I'm going to come. <laughs> it's just like. Can you imagine that voice in your ear? Yeah, just, no. Who is this guy? Who is the voice you're doing? Like the creator of Rick and Morty? Yeah, the Rick yeah. and Morty guy. Do he, does both, he does both Rick and Morty on the show. Um, so he does the high voice, and then he does a low voice. Morty, I'm gonna suck my own penis. <laughs> Morty, Morty, I'm gonna suck. Morty, I'm gonna self suck. Morty, Morty, Morty I, 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 I just gotta get my. Uh, I, I just got my get my head over. I'm just getting towards Harrison Ford. Was I'm gonna shoot my dick off. Harrison Ford, you know, I mean, he's old enough. Let himself suck. Who cares? But Ben, Ben, don't go to don't, don't suck yourself off. <laughs> Adam Driver, I would, I would, uh, yeah, I think he probably does. I think he probably self sucks. Anyway, <laughs> he he strikes me as a guy who either like is like his character from Girls, where he's just like a weird sex addict, or just no fucking at all. I think yeah, I'm I'm leaning. I, I feel on like the, he's smooth down there, like a Kindle. <laughs> I'm leaning towards the yeah, sex sure. addict one from from Girls. Yeah, he's just this creepy weirdo. At, at that least show fucking sucked, by the way. I remember everyone acting like that show was good. I found it very upsetting and bad. No one can act in television anymore. That's it. I'm going up. Yeah, so. fuck it. Let's go. No one can act in television anymore. Yeah, no who else can, don't yeah, you like in television? Who don't? Who who can't act in television? I'm curious. Well, prestige television sucks. That's yeah. the problem. Watch Westworld. Everyone talks like this. Game of Thrones, same fucking... Uh, talks like, uh, uh. It's like fucking high school, fucking Shakespeare. Have you, uh, have you seen House of the Dragon? Uh, no, because I watched like a fucking season or two. They killed the best character off in the first season of the Game of Thrones. Then, what, I have to listen to everyone do monotone fucking performances and, oh, someone's being raped. How gross. I, w- I watched Big Mouth. Big Mouth is good. I watched Love is Blind. That's a show that makes you want to kill yourself. By the way, I'm exactly like my Twitter account. There is no, that's no great. rhyme on reason. I love it. <laughs> <There's> t- <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Um, I, I really like smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Was that Rob Zombie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, I love it. I'm so glad this works again. I wasn't sure it was working for a while. This is really going to fuck with my calls next week. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> the uh, I think the best like animated comedy talking about, um, talking Big, about Mouth, uh, yeah. Big Mouth was, was uh, Smiling Friends. Smiling Friends is no. a hoot. Is this a bit? No, no. I'm, I'm being for real. No, there's a, a show cartoon. called Smiling Friends. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's an animated HBO, show. Yeah, HBO, HBO Max, Max has it. Um, it's it's highly recommended. Six six seven episodes long, and each episode is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I show the couple to the young lady I'm dating, and she's just like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Isn't it great?" And she's like, "Kind of is." Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking Rob Zombie, man. Oh man. That is Drew, Drew Toothpaste, by the way. Cut that bad boy for me. <laughs> I love him so much. He's, 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 so, he's a dear friend of mine. He is one of the best posters. He's also a great poster who's not mean to people. Oh, yeah. He's one of the only ones to do it. Yeah. Um, you guys did a podcast, didn't you? Yes, Fuck the Future. Fuck the Future. I loved it. You guys did a really great episode about men getting the mental health help they needed. And I think I messaged Drew after that episode uh, came out. And I was like, damn, son. Because at the time, you know, this was a couple of years back. At the time, I really hadn't heard anything like it in the podcast space. I was really surprised that that uh, that you guys really just had the balls to do it. I, I, I thought it was commendable. What's funny is I've never thought it was that daring, but I guess like what I've realized with my writing and actually I guess my podcasting is most people just say very similar things and are scared of stepping out of even these. Like it's so funny that the conservatives, the ones like yeah, snowflakes don't want to say what the real shit is, and they're wrong because the thing they think people aren't saying is like. That people who aren't white are in inferior. That's what <laughs> right. the, that's what we conservatives think people are hiding. Things. What people are actually hiding is, yeah, most men won't talk about their mental health because they're afraid of being vulnerable, or worse still, being seen as like gay. Like that's a fucking thing you still hear from adult men these days. Like, oh, I don't wanna, don't wanna seem fucking like a girl. It's like, oh, shut the fuck up, you weak bitch. Nothing yeah. weaker. Nothing weaker and more pussified than sitting there being concerned about doing the wrong amount of guy stuff, getting uh, negative listen. guy points on the guyometer. Listen, I'm forklift certified and I go to therapy. I'm very manly. <laughs> I go to therapy every fucking week for two hours. Fucking that's A. Fucking, yeah. That's fucking A. Anyone wants to fucking say something? I don't know. You'll probably be able to kick my ass, but I'm going to make you hurt a great deal because I'm very strange. Yes. <laughs> I'm, go I'm going for armpits, eyeball, nose. Into the nose, it's gonna. You're really not gonna be comfortable. No, this will. No, you will win, but you will lose. Yes, uh, be a, uh, <laughs> like, do not victory. fight me. I hate pain. But anyways, um, <laughs> sorry. I know yeah. that was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah we need a... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Went off the went off the deep end there. Sorry, guys. Ruined your podcast. Oh no, this is actually. I I am having the most fun. Yeah, this is great. I'm having a great time. What would you guys say if Elon Musk actually had messaged you, though? What would you actually say to him? Oh, God. Brian, can you take this one? Because I have... Well, if Elon Musk had yeah. messaged me? Yeah. Uh, like, if, if you respond to me calling him, like, a big doo-doo head that smells bad, I, uh, I would tell him to go outside. Like, do something that makes you happy? Because it seems like everything he's been doing for the last couple of years has been, like, just, like, this... Like self sabotage or like suffering, and it's just like, what if you just like went fishing and never came back, and like not like go fishing because you never come back, you like killed yourself, but like no. just just fucked off and yeah. did it for your own virtue, like that's the non cynical 
response. But What's the cynical response? The cynical response is that I hope he got hit by one of his cars <laughs> creating out of control because it thought it saw, saw a child. <laughs> uh, can I... I well, think I think I would give him detailed instructions on how to. This is how we get visited by someone, Jason. I've been thinking about it, and I would create a Google Voice number oh, yeah. and post it. I'd be like, Elon, fucking call me now. Oh, okay. I would be like, Elon, I'm calling your ass out. You're a miserable prick. I will cheer you up. Give me a ring, buddy. And I would try and become friends with Elon Musk. The moment he calls me. I'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you, bruv? And then he would hang up. Damn. <laughs> All right. That's almost cold. Now, colder. if he stayed on the phone, I would legit just be like, my address is here. Get in your fucking private jet. Come on <laughs> over. I would just try and, like, do a brother check-in with Elon Musk. Okay. Not because I care, but because my whole life has been very interesting because I mostly seek situations like this. If okay. someone wants to talk and I'm not naturally scared of them... Yeah. I why not? Sure. Oh, tell me everything. Real people I guess I have one of these faces where people just tell me things. Usually yeah. not great things either. No. Yeah, it's always like some tragedy. really bad things. I and also I've had like some really horrible shit happen to me, but also very weird stuff happen to me, so like very bad, but also deeply funny. Mm -hmm. Like shit that if I told would kill on a podcast on Twitter, but legally I cannot. Right. But to that point though, I'm like a magnet for weird shit. So honestly, like Elon Musk, give me a ring, baby. Like right. I would just be like, come on over here. And I actually think if I just called him a pussy, he'd do it. I think if I suggested he is a coward, if he doesn't come, he would have to do it. And I would just tell everyone, Elon Musk is a coward who won't face me. It's a win-win for me. And for him, it's just another way for him to lose. This will never happen, to be clear. But it would be very funny if it did. It would also, be amazing. Yeah. It would be a fake Google Voice number because I don't need the people who replied to Elon Musk calling me either. Yeah, oh, for that'd sure. Be the, yeah. the worst part. Hi, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> you Elon Musk is man. a genius. You see, he's a genius. <laughs> he invent he invented the Tesla, which he didn't. But uh, uh, he yeah, invented, he invented the rocket that goes nowhere. That was my big beef with him always, is that, like, he didn't invent shit. He no. just bought stuff. He, like, <laughs> would fucking, you know, leg wrestle people that invented IP to somehow then have the legal precedent to then say that he was a co-founder or founded something or invented something, which is just kind of uh, fucking sad that you can just kind of bully your way into... Uh, saying you invented shit. Well, Peter Thiel did it. Or I guess I guess Thomas Edison also maybe well, did it as well. Yeah. But, you know, but Thomas Edison came from a time when like boats are new and like. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, this is a part of the program where I don't think you're gonna like it. What we do every week on the mm -hmm. show is a segment mm -hmm. called Shock.jpg. Now the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock. J P G. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice already that you kind of know what's coming, but I'm just going to go ahead and lay it out. For You're those just going to send me something, and I have to react to it. I'm going to guess. All right, hit me with it. All right, I'm going to send you a link <laughs> to something really gross, and uh, it's, it's pretty gross. I'm going to describe it uh, for the listening audience, and you are going to. Uh, you're going to give us your unfiltered, visceral reaction to it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and then apologize in advance. Mm-hmm. Is this going to make any noise? 
No. No, uh, no noise, but you may want to open it incognito. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't do that, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you may want to go ahead and erase your history for the past hour, then. Um, mm-hmm. There it goes. Yep. I don't know what you fellas <laughs> think I'm made of. I don't know what the fuck. You're in the wrong part of town, guys. That is... That is just okay. All right, so that is a uh, a shock image that that is called fruit launcher. Uh, and, and that is a okay. Uh, I mean, I want. To, let me tell you a story about it. <laughs> so, one of my first PR jobs. Yeah, I sat down my first my first job, and they went, "Hey Ed, uh, you should check out this chef's trick." Oh no! And they said, "Type meatspin.com," <laughs> and they put it on, and you know what I did. Oh, I no. sat there with my fingers steepled like Paul Rudd looking uh, cel- celery man. Celery man, yes. Yeah. For several minutes before they walked away. <laughs> so you're just feigned interest they never in fu- No one fucked with me ever again after that. Well, after that, yeah, my cat's going nuts now. He heard meat spin. Nasty little freak. <laughs> anyway, um, Nasty little yeah, bugger. No, yeah. I sat there looking at it just like, uh-huh. <laughs> and they tried to mute they tried to turn down the volume yeah and i turned it back up yeah <laughs> no, don't you're not trapped in here i'm not trapped in here with you you're trapped in here with me like this <laughs> yeah. well see that's why i figured that, that that this would be uh you know this, this wouldn't be the end of the world if we if we did this to you we we try not to do it too badly to our uh to our happiness that would that here. would I'm not saying I'd like to look at that again. No. No, it's not That's great. not going to be something I seek ever again for the rest of my life. Right. But, like, you're going to have to try a little harder than that to really... Oh. All right. Uh, no, I'm not asking. I don't care. No, like, right. No, we're, no we're, but also, that is not to... the first time someone's tried to freak me out. And also, the meat sp- the first time I saw Meat Spin was that situation. Yeah. And it made, made me feel warm inside because it was very much like you could tell it had worked on a few people and really grossed them out. And that you were able to just and I ruined it. it. They never <laughs> yeah. did it again. Just ruined I that ruined person's the ins- life. And I, it was because I didn't. I just sat like, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> just sat looking at it, and it is the same image again. Uh huh, uh huh. Yep. You spin me right round, babe, the whole time. Yep. Just so. <laughs> I really so, am not a great person. No, no, you're people. actually the, you're the perfect person because honestly, I would much rather have that reaction than someone that we, we had another guest on uh, earlier on the show that just kind of went, oh, you know, that, that really. It, uh, it was even like the most vulgar because, like, no, I mean, it was kind of disgusting because the one where it was like a woman that ate a bunch of fruit and then puked it up into oh. the the puke smoothie oh, was God. somehow still less gross than what we showed Danny. So uh, for that those would, of you that who were... that would have turned my stomach, but I would have just been like, okay, yeah, yeah. I also was... have two older brothers who were also early on the internet. Well, there you so, go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I was. I got shown pain for fairly quickly. There you go. Yeah. So, so for those of you who are not um, watching along with us on on the web, there, of course, this is Fruit Launcher. A, uh, a shock site hosted by Lol Shock back in 2008. This comes courtesy of our friends at the Screamer Wiki, uh, featuring an animated GIF of a woman in her bedroom firing oranges from her anus. Uh, <laughs> she forces the oranges from her anus by inserting a- an orange into her vagina. So it does appear as though Is this like old when she inserts it li- in the one the end, listeners? it comes out the other. That's what. <laughs> mm. Is it adding alt text to the podcast? 
Yeah, but that's essentially what this part of the show is. Yeah, is describing gross shit to people who may not have seen it before. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they all say thank you. Yeah, kind of, so that you don't have to. Yeah, don't it's seek basically, these out. like, yeah. I feel like I, I, like, read Rotten and Something Awful and, like, Style Project probably way too young. So there's a lot of stuff yeah. we covered that like like oh Tub Girl and Goatsy like oh yeah those are like old friends but <laughs> but Jason has really gone here and like found new gross shit I've never seen and I'm like oh thanks I I thanks I hate it it's yeah, <laughs> yeah it's- I don't I don't want to look because when it comes to finding stuff on the internet I tend to play at the MVP level I don't believe in doing things by halves so i would immediately go to one of my eastern european friends yeah Ooh, and they fair. are they are the ones who have the undisputed ability to find. kings yeah <laughs> yeah you you were gonna see a man fucked to death by a bear yep like, oh, no, no problem i get this for you in an hour no issue at all you want bear you want horse you want bear and horse <laughs> take me longer exactly yeah you just don't want to that that's playing music, at a whole nother level music you yeah. like you, you want the barry manilos oh Barry Manilow over the bear fucking? Uh, no problem. I get uh, the Adobe Premiere. My mother would love that. She's a Barry <laughs> Manilow fan. <laughs> Not so much of the bear fucking, but she's a Barry Manilow fan, yeah. It's so she cool was, that, like, we all have normal jobs. It is very strange. Yeah, I work in <laughs> yeah, IT, we do, we speak and he works in a people. warehouse. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, we're... Just normal. I'm, like, oddly... Like, I used to be uh, an aspiring photojournalist, and now I'm just, like, a blue-collar rube, and, like, it's it's a, it's a strange path. What's great though is whenever, like my normal friends, I'm out and I'll check my phone, I'll laugh at something. You know they're good friends because they don't ask anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're not like, they're not like, oh, what are you laughing at? Because they know it's like a ten minute explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Which again is why we started the show because I'm like, oh god, okay, I'm all right. Here's, well, let me explain. But here's also, what Chris Chan's about. Here's what yeah. But the truth is, that's basically my job as well. It's knowing journalists and knowing what journalists cover and what journalists are talking about. And most of that is just weird gossip shit. Right. Just Mm -hmm. being like, yeah, oh yeah, this person's mad at this person because they're mad at this. They've been covering this. And the reason they're covering this is they had a problem in 2015. Yeah, I was there. They told me all about it. I didn't ask. They just started talking. So much of journalism, particularly in the contemporary age, is just like little bits of beef until then you have a story. That's why Maggie Haberman still has a job. Yeah. Maggie Haberman rocks. She's just like, yeah, I got like all this shit that probably like the world should know, but won't be out until August 2023 because of HarperCollins. Fuck Sorry, you. guys. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's more important that I make another $100,000 this month than we know whether Donald Trump made a racism squad. <laughs> yeah. A racism well, squad. You know, uh, uh, it's like Montel Jordan said in that one song, you know, I, I gotta, uh, you gotta get yours before I gotta get mine. Well, for her, it's reversed. You know, I gotta, I gotta get mine and then, yeah, you guys can have whatever's sure, left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my question is only, can I have some? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I hope yeah, so. Th- like, that's, that's the thing. Like, Elon Musk, you want me to turn pro Elon Musk? Send me a billion dollars. <laughs> right. I will fucking trash my goodwill with everyone for a billion dollars. You got sure. that cash ready to go, bud? Yeah. I see that those zeros in my account. Right, I crease my palm with silver. Anymore. Yeah, do, do yeah. the thing, yeah. I'm going to speak at APAC? Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> give me a billion dollars? I do not have moral. No. That, yeah. I think a billion is like the... That's the one... But getting back to Elon Musk, though, that's yeah. the thing that don't make no sense to me. Hmm. This man can do anything. Literally. And he chooses to do this. Yeah. And I get the instinct of not doing something and choosing to post instead. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, right. 
But Boom, he doesn't preaching, enjoy it. preaching to the choir. Yeah. He doesn't enjoy it though. He doesn't enjoy yeah. he doesn't have friends. He doesn't have the poster spirit, as someone said. But this he doesn't weekend. post. No. He does not post. He he will post some random like JPEG compressed <laughs> meme from nine months ago right. and then respond to a guy called like Cat Patriot 42 with, yeah. with like, Mr. They, Musk, sir, they I think that they should ban woman from the website. And he'll go, yes, working on this now. <laughs> I just, I have to wonder, like, how much of that is just this validation that he wants? I don't think he's thinking. I think he's gone pure instinct. I have been a miserable guy. This is a miserable, this is a fella. This is a guy having a guy moment. That's the yeah. thing that people need to really get. This is a guy having a classic moment of guys do not want to apologize and guys do not want to admit they're wrong, except it's at scale. So he's trying to do, he's tried to do bits and they haven't right. worked. No. Because no. he's not funny at he all. He can't post. He can't post, but also he's never posted. He's never had mm. a normal posting experience. He's never yucked it up with the guys in the DMs. He's never had a fun reply back and forth. Never no. been there for a moment where something funny but temporary is happening. He's never even like posted in an epic thread, even if you're going back to the yeah. 4chan something awful days. Like he's never posted he's in an epic thread. He's never said Barnacle Jim is a piece of shit. No. But even then, taking that away, just basic Twitter, being yeah. on a thread when something fun's happening, is so fun. That's oh, one yeah. of the many things that may... And he's yeah. never had it, because no. he can't, because he's Elon Musk. You, but you know another crazy thing is? He could have. Oh, he could have yeah. had the bet. Yeah. He could have had Felix-style mentions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which For are sure. actually, to be clear, fucking awful. But no, Felix I know. can yeah. at least resemble a normal... You can have a normal back and forth with people. Elon's oh. never even had that. Speaking of Felix, didn't you didn't you do a show with Felix for a while, right? Scumbag. I did. I did Scumbag. Oh, Scumbag. Felix, my wedding scumbag. Oh man, <laughs> Scumbag was a great show. Lightning in a bottle. It'll never happen again. It was perfect timing. You guys did a better Dan Quinn episode than I think we've done. We tried Would to do you, one. I think we've what, tried twice now with Dan Quinn or just once. <laughs> but the, the episode you guys did with CJ and the episode you did with David Hayer, oh. both like well, really... Well, you want to know the reason that the, the Dan Quinn one worked? Which yeah. This actually is genuinely how you should do anything like that. Okay. The best thing you can do is having like two or three people and have one person who knows everything and one person who has nothing. So a person is learning as the show goes on. That way, the listener learns with the person. Yeah, makes sense, yeah. That's what happened. Felix and CJ explained stuff to me because I didn't know. Yeah. And turns out that that actually is very educational and people... Oh, really it's like great. It. Also, Felix is just... And CJ as well. Insanely funny, guys. Oh, yeah. So funny. Natural. So, it like, just comes off like... Yeah. So naturally funny. Also genuinely lovely fellas. Yeah. Yes. No, I get that impression. Just any time that I've heard either of them on any show, any time that you that you hear from them, you just get this impression that like, man, this just comes like, it's like breathing to them. They just yeah, do it's it. It's really, it's offensive. Yeah. It's it's painful because I'm like, I'm never, I'm never going to be at that level. But that's well, just you, a, Well, the secret to being funny is not trying. That's yeah. it. If, you, yeah. if you're ah. at all concerned about being funny, I make know. yourself laugh and you're mostly... Yeah. I don't even like, I don't think I'm funny, but people seem to think I am, which is fine. Like that's, yeah. that's good. That's great. That, I mean, uh, that's... I have some bad news, fellas, though. I just have to announce some loud, terrible news. The designers leading Elon Musk's Blue Verify project are all out, along with the lead web engineer. Ooh. So just like, no one runs Twitter anymore. Yep. Jeez. We're going to have to put the, the horns.aaff on there. And the... I'm going to yeah. Jeez. It's... 
Oh, and there, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. There we are. <laughs> um, yeah, just because uh, wasn't it just a few hours ago? And again, this is yeah. this is probably going to date us, but yeah, we're a few hours ago they locked the building and told everyone to go home. Yeah, they they said take your fucking hat, <laughs> <laughs> take take your fucking shine box. He said that anyone who doesn't want to subscribe to a hardcore culture should should not click yet. So should click yes and get three months of severance, and apparently like three quarters of the company clicked yes. I would click yes. I would click yes as fast as, yeah. I would break my mouse clicking yes. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I would fucking, I would put my finger through my desk. Yeah. See you, bitch. I would slam that mouse door. Oh my God. I would go and, I would do that, and I would immediately go and fucking detonate a toilet. I just, I'd make it my, I would upper deck that entire building. The whole building, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. I'd, I would, I would make it because if you see that, you know they're going to close the office, and then yeah. I'd leave my turds for Mister Musk to clean up. But just yeah, because yeah, oh, yeah. there's there's going to be nobody left by the end of the week. I mean, by, by this time tomorrow, up. Jesus. I mean, this is fucking bizarre that this is how Twitter's going to end. Just like a weird guy who just couldn't not. Be a shithead. Could, like the richest man in the world right. decided he wanted to put himself on the same level as Richard Lotes Kayanka. He's <laughs> mentally, 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 Elon Musk is in Lee Summit, Missouri right now. He is meditating. Yeah. He has bought a Porsche on Twitter's <laughs> money. He's getting he's getting his gold belly order. Uh, <laughs> oh, gold belly fucking rocks. Don't, don't knock gold belly, man. Sometimes you need a $95 key lime pie. <laughs> A he's Nissan a, GTR, and he's ordering Mangosteen over the mail. He's just—he's having a moment. Lotex had more fun than Elon has. That's for oh, sure. for yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, Elon doesn't enjoy anything. I want to—I want to get Elon Musk. Yeah, I was gonna say I want to capture him, but I really don't want to be arrested. So to sure, be clear, I sure. don't plan to capture Elon Musk. But parody I want, Minecraft. I, yeah, yeah, like joke. But for real <laughs> though, someone needs to like take him and work out what he enjoys. Me, Elon Musk, Las Vegas, his credit card. Ooh, ooh. And no sex. Well, sure, I don't sex, think that would sure. be a problem for him or me. Fair. But but you take him out and just be like, we're going to try something from every restaurant. And oh, you yeah. tell me what your favorite thing is. And then we're going to go We're gonna go to my, my house and we're going to watch some movies. We're going to smoke some weed. We're going to talk. I'm going to make you cry. I'll make Elon Musk cry. I'll sort <laughs> him right out. <laughs> or like even even if you just take him to Cirque du Soleil. You take him to Cirque du Soleil. You take him to see uh, Katy Perry, whoever's... Go play, who, go play Sigma Der- Derby at MGM Grand. Yeah. Nah, he's got to come down on a compound with me. Come sit down. Hold House of Dead Zitron. Let's talk, man. Let's make you cry. You go, Elon Musk you is go watch the fountains at the Bellagio. You go nah, take the little thing. The- he needs someone to talk to him. And we need to find out the big thing because every guy has one when they're yeah. like this. Yeah. The one thing will make him cry and then he'll break down and tell me oh Grimes left me or whatever and it, I, need, I need to find another girl with a oh Miss Grimes he's relaxing comes <laughs> Grimes nah I love it. another child with name that's pronounced like a 56k mom dial- booting up <laughs> yeah. disconnected from EverQuest whenever he speaks uh, mom no, get so, off the but phone from, but I'm, I'm come on downstairs <laughs> Um, but I'm deadly serious. Elon Musk is just fucking depressed, and he has no yeah. friends. When I'm tweeting too much, it well, not even too much because that Trump ship has, has sailed. But like when I'm when I'm like very clearly like pissed off online, posting, yeah. getting in arguments, I will have at least three friends who will text me and be like, 
what are you fucking doing? Right. Hey, man, what yeah. are you doing? Are you okay? Because you seem fucking crazy. Did you buy Twitter.com for $44 billion? <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? But that's the thing. He doesn't have a friend who is just no. like, because if Elon Musk was my friend, which I neither seek nor want nor have, I would yeah. go and be like, what are you doing, you fucking dickhead? Yeah. Calm down, Beavis. Crash a private jet into a private jet. You can afford it. Right. Take off. Go do something. Like, go, go do go anything. Th- Every option is available. Literally. You could fuck yeah. anyone. Well, even even if you even if you're going full incel, even if you're going, you know, yeah, yeah, you could go in. And what's crazy as well is someone was like, "Elon, you lost weight." And he's like, "Yeah, I've been using weight loss drugs." And it's like, you fucking lose a piece of shit. You can afford the best private chef in the world, and you can be like, "Here is the exact macronutrient density." Yeah, I would like in this food, and they can make it happen. You you can have a personal trainer, and you can have- even if you put away the effort, even if you take away the actual doing of stuff, yeah. you could probably find a chef who could make insanely tasty four hundred calorie meals. You would Easy. not even know the difference. Oh, yeah. and I he could, could do afford it for to him. have them spoon feed them to him, which means that he enjoys nothing. He's horribly depressed. Yeah. He's miserable, and I mean, couldn't happen to a bigger cunt. But sure. like, it, <laughs> yeah, just fair. to be clear. But like he is this is just a fella I've had guy friends who I've seen go down not identical but similar routes of just very grim constant grievance havering and they're just constantly pissed off and they're picking fights doing things to prove things to people that don't exist imagined foes everywhere yeah and these people need a fucking hug they need someone to go like you're being a fucking moron you're an idiot but I love you. That's a real friend. And Elon Musk does not fucking have that. No, because, he's got no friend. Probably because he's the incredibly annoying piece of shit. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't have MBS in his corner. <laughs> yeah, not, not even MBS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. MBS. MBS left him on red. <laughs> Come on, man. We will go play Madden. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, get him on Warzone. Get we'll go murder someone. It'll be fun. Come on, man. Let's do some duo. I chop guys up yeah. all the time. Yeah. The thing that kept coming to mind is a Proverbs thing. And I know it's fucking weird to quote the Bible, but I just... it Bread of deceit is sweet to a man, but after his mouth will be full of sand. Like, it's just... He can't enjoy anything. Like, there's there's no joy. Also, anger is a very hollow thing to hold, hold on to. It's actually quite hard to stay angry without stimulus, without really hurting yourself. You have to keep yourself angry to stay as angry as he is, especially when, arguably, he has... Taking away the money, several children. Yeah. He should be looking at the children. He yeah. clearly can find a horse whenever he needs one, whenever he needs to have yeah. sex. <laughs> just offer one, one of those bad boys up any time. He's so clearly... He probably enjoys stuff, but he's just deeply depressed. And his best friends are like David Sachs, who calls him and is like, Ah, finally! Yeah. Have we found a way to kill the homeless Elon? He's like, I don't... I, I, working, I on that now. working on that now. Yeah, exactly. Working on that now. But, like, but also, he doesn't have any friends because a good buddy would also be calling him and just rinsing his ass for this. Oh, oh yeah. What you posting, yeah. bitch? What's it? What you mean? Well, you posting the love cry emoji, you dumb bitch. What you doing? Go yeah. be off. Yeah. No, but for real though, I feel like I don't feel bad for him because he deserves to. He, did, he has earned his suffering yeah, in for sure. many measures. He has caused immeasurable damage to trans people. He has empowered the agendas of some of the worst people alive. With Musk, the people he attracts, they're all very much like him. They're all insular, grievance, 
drive grievance driven people very yeah. thin ideologies very empty ideologies that are mostly about picking people by which i mean people of color or woman of course or trans people to blame for problems that they have either created themselves or society has created for them right and then when brought the truth they get very angry and they mostly are only loyal to the people who are just disloyal to everyone else they're the mouthful of sand thing kind of applies there too. It's very yeah. empty, very gritty, very gross. There's, and yes, I'm, gonna, yeah. so I'm going chamber. straight. I'm going straight woke head on you, but it's true though. Yeah. It all comes down to a fact that guys are generally weak and won't tell you what they're actually feeling. That yeah. they're scared to betray anything of the truth because truth is weakness to a, the modern man. It's fucking stupid. People yeah. like fucking Jordan Peterson have been so fucking damaging <laughs> to young men. Fucking uh. oh well, you know. The problem, the problem with life is the woman. On they're, they're attracted to manly men, and it's my fault I'm not manly. Oh, I think I broke my finger putting it on the table. Like <laughs> John yeah. Peterson telling men that the strength is being cruel. Yeah. The ostracizing any element of emotion in your life is good. Yeah, that's why fucking assholes like Elon Musk exist because they're empowered by well systematic racism of course and of course the systems that allowed elon musk's dad to get the money and the fact that elon musk born in the 90s mm -hmm. and able to drop in and out of ivy league degrees things that he wouldn't have been able to afford if he was born in like 1996 just no chance he would have been able to putting that all aside he's just an empty fucking guy who's a symbol for empty fucking guys who don't want to have to actually work for anything emotionally or otherwise and what we're watching now is a very loud version of it. And also, this is what happens when you give a really depressed guy a lot of money. Yeah, it, he's, he's not doing anything uh, great with it. Like, you would he's think that he would just anything. buy, like, a cool car or a nice hat. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, you just make yourself more and more miserable, and you create this I would buy the car from Supernatural. I would have all the bits from a modern car put inside it, so I could drive around listening to Carry On My Way With Son. And oh, if yeah. anyone told me I was weird, I would be like, I have $1 billion. Carry on my <laughs> way. With I wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. I wouldn't be talking to anyone about my car. I would legally, I would legally become a Bon Jovi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so close to like a conservative gender joke. Oh, Almost, yeah. I identify yeah. <laughs> it as a Bon Jovi. Yeah. So, Ed, about this time of the program, we like to do something called the breath men. Now, we talked about our gross picture. We, we um, okay. yeah. talked about crypto oh, we talked about feelings. all sorts of stuff and now the breath mint is a way for us to kind of cleanse the palate as it were okay give ourselves little uh, recommendations for the audience to something that they can check out on their own time something that's really been digging into our consciousness the past week or so and okay. we usually like to talk about movies and music and and various whatnots so I prepared a few things, Brian's prepared a few things, but Ed, I want to just dig right in, because you are our special guest, and again, thank mm -hmm. you for coming on the program. Yes, thank you. My pleasure. What movies or music or anything that you've read has really captured your imagination this week? I love this segment. This is actually lovely. So, allow me to tell you. Yeah. So, uh, my favorite band, Queens of the Stone Age, of course. Mm -hmm. well, hell yeah. Been a fan of them since, like, 2000. Oh, yeah. And... I can't, I think it was before Songs for the Deaf. Now, there is a song called The Sky is Falling from mm -hmm. Songs for the Deaf 2002. Now, the original version of it is very good, very soulful, quite yeah. slow. 
Yeah, but yeah. I found a live version of it, and then it turns out that this is just mostly how they play it live, not always. I've seen them live 13 times, and never only seen them play Sky's Falling once. And I found a version of it, and it's just beautiful. It's like up-tempo, down-pitch, uh, Nick Oliveri, horrible, wife-beating piece of shit. Yeah. Sadly, perfect harmony for Josh Homme, yeah, who right. is also a... He's not really like being more, of a, more yeah. of a more of a wife intimidator. Yeah, um, but fair. nevertheless, putting aside reality for a second, but right. this version is great because you can really hear that that they are a rare combination of um, harmonies. Because something about Nick Oliveri's accent, mm-hmm. his weird Palm Springs dirtbag accent, <laughs> yeah, hits the harmony really well on the, and it's just beautiful. And also, I have a better one though. Yeah. So, are you guys familiar with NERD? Oh, yeah. I love NERD, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't like anything NERD's done other than their first two albums. Really? The second of which, Fly or Die, is Fly one of die. the best albums of all time. Agreed. Now, I've been listening to this album since it came out in 2004. Okay. And I've never listened past the, because I had it on CD, mm-hmm. I never listened past Chariots of Fire, the final song. Or so I thought. It's a great thought, track. There's, it's a great track, but there's a big thing of silence. And then a completely separate song called Find My Way that is fucking incredible. Nyan brought me to tears. It's a beautiful song. And it's just like there. This album I've been listening to many times since 2004. And I just discovered this amazing song on it. Hey, it just really, really made my fucking day. Yes. Um, yes, I had, I had that Amazing one. album. Amazing. Yeah. It's like rock rap. It's so it like makes fun of rap and rock. Like it's <laughs> it's very like surprisingly sardonic for Pharrell Williams. Yeah. And then you listen to his modern stuff and it's dog shit. Yeah, comparatively, yeah, for sure. Fucking yeah. awful. No, I I think it sounds like the most generic trap bullshit I've ever fucking heard. Also, there's a new Run the Jewels album that just came out. Oh, RTJ called, Quattro, yes. And for the most part, it's pretty good. Like it didn't really like stand out to me. Other than the version of uh, Ooh La La, which is fucking great as well. For those of you who are not aware, the RTJ Quattro is basically uh, a remix album, right? It's a, a remix of RTJ4, reimagined through the prism of Latin America. Ooh. A, a big lineup of, of folks like uh, Acapelle and um, uh, Pharrell Williams gets in on there, as well as uh, Zach De La Roca. Um, just some real uh, uh, pomps, Apache, some really great guest spots on there. But yeah, it's it's RTJ4 remixed almost. Um, really good lineup. Pitchfork even liked it, which is a, kind of a rare, particularly for a remix. I yeah. For a will remix not album, touch yeah. pick Pitchfork. Anymore. I know, yeah. I think it's a sore a spot for me too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I like Lil Wayne. Stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> None of you fuckers like any of this music. You're just trying to be balanced. Stop pretending. Yeah, Get well, a hip hop writer. If you have a hip hop writer, I don't mm-hmm. believe the same person who's like Vampire Weekend's my favorite band. Man, I sound old. <laughs> no, you're not Jesus wrong. Fuck. Though. This That's sounds like thing. an argument yeah. I had in 2006. Yeah. Well, Pitchfork at yeah. least loves Billy Woods, who's probably the most interesting rapper right now. So they, they do have some small bright spots, but generally, yes, Pitchfork is awful. Uh, can I give you like a palette shitter? So sure. Muse, if you heard that their Muse came out with a new album. Ooh. Oh, is it totally libertarian? No. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. But, <laughs> Muse, <laughs> but Muse also. is great because Muse made one of the best albums of all time, Absolution. Mm-hmm, I have an mm-hmm. Absolution platinum disc behind my desk. I fucking love Muse. Hell However, yeah. 
something happened to Muse. And yeah. I believe that Matt Bellamy has some kind of disease mm. that makes him make bad music. And mm. I am searching for a cure. So I have not really <laughs> given Muse much time for several years because every time they make an album, it's bad. They used to have one good song. Can you give it to the guy who uh, uh, sings for Placebo too? Uh, oh, jeez, <laughs> yeah. I haven't thought of Placebo in some time. Yeah. But, so I open up this music up on, on Apple Music, and it came out in August. I'm like, all right, compliance. How bad could this be? I mean, maybe they've changed a bit. And literally it begins with, we compliance. And I just fucking turn it the fuck off. I'm just like, yep. nope, fuck you. <laughs> I'm done. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. Yeah. And then it, they have one good song on there called Kill or Be Killed. But yeah. they also have a song called We Are Fucking Fucked. And I want to read some of the lyrics to you. <laughs> Let me read this fucking great song to you. Please. We're at death's door, another world war, wildfires and earthquakes I foresaw, a life in crisis, mutated virus, tsunamis of hate are going to drown us. Matt Bellamy, I, I'm not pro-censorship unless yeah. it's Matt Bellamy. Then yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, One I'm of the FCC can take care of this fella because <laughs> he, you shouldn't he was, be allowed to write, you should not be allowed to write music like this. I remember like 10 years ago, he was kind of getting on like some alex jonesy kind of shit so like a little left-leaning but like still very like he has no ideology his ideology yeah. is thing bad yeah. he's like oh, life is bad and what's crazy is occasionally he'll make good music and you can tell someone gave him a synth someone gave him a synth <laughs> probably it's like a bit yeah. and he kept using it and they're like is anyone gonna tell him about the anyone gonna tell him about the synth it fucking sucks <laughs> like, I listen to Electric Six to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Big fan. I'm a huge Electric Six fan. I've seen them like four times. I like they made a song about me once because of Kickstarter. Like oh, I love awesome. that band. Yeah, they fucking rule. I would give them money for Kickstarter any month. They have right. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen albums. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And, and each one of them 15. is a banger. Yeah. Yeah. And they're surprisingly good. I would I don't know. I'd say that Human Zoo was kind of shit. Well. But that's, you make 15 albums, you're going to make a dud here and there. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you can't, can't all be winners. But all of those songs are like silly, synthy. They're like, bangers. And it's because they're sincere about it. They feel like they actually fucking like it. They're mm -hmm. like, we want to make this kind of music. Everything Dick Valentine does, has fun. Yeah. He has oh God. fun. He's so funny as well. When I saw him live once, he was wearing a big cloak. And oh, yeah. he sung this song, Showtime. And yeah. every time he said Showtime, he turned and showed the back of the cloak and it said Showtime, Showtime. on it. Showtime, yeah. And he finished the song and he took it off and he started singing Flashy and he was wearing a cloak that said Flashy, flashy on it. <laughs> and I was clapping like a fucking idiot. I was like, yay! <laughs> Perfect. That's yeah. what I come for. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I, yeah uh, big Electric Six fan. Actually, when I was starting out shooting live music, I photographed Electric Six playing. I think it was New Year's Eve here in St. Oh, Louis. That sounds fun. And that like actually got me like a lot of attention and started a lot of things. Like oh, I've always had a real soft spot for Electric Six, besides the fact that their music fucking whips ass. But yeah, like they're always <laughs> great live. I I feel bad missing them the last couple times they've played here, but like they always they always yeah, fucking there's bring never it. a there's never a dull moment in an electric six show. Also, they they fucking perform. They're great. Oh, performers. Yeah. No, just yeah. masterful. It's them and Foxy Shazam as far as like that level of indie band that's like still doing crazy. Them and shit. the Toadies. 
to- oh sure, yeah. yeah well i know I'm, you're I'm friends i'm friends yeah. with the toadies like yeah you and no you but and all Vaden of my friends but all of my friendships by the way are with like bands that you'll say the name of and the people will be like who right that's my <laughs> that is my celebrity ballywick it's like what oh yeah kind of mm-hmm. like that's exactly the reaction toadies still put on a fucking show holy oh, shit yeah. yeah yeah vaden's pipes are still going which is insane because it was uh 20 20 30 years 25 since, years uh, ago. rubberneck yeah oh, oh, yeah yeah i was just I, I put on rubberneck the other day just to take it for a spin because i you know everyone's of an album oh but so also, but yeah. also so is hell below me Star- stars above oh yeah that came Great out album. when i was in college yeah that oh was, same here yeah oh, i was fantastic. fucking walking around penn state banging that oh yeah the only thing i was banging trust me hey oh <laughs> i was fully sexless no idea well, uh, uh, speaking of, of music that's caught my ear, so so uh, my breath mint for this week is actually a band that I know is pretty divisive. It's the Mars Volta. Kanye West. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> oh, jeez, we can't go a whole entire no, episode without no. Kanye I've, West. I've, I've put a moratorium on Kanye West <laughs> talk on the show. Now, uh, the Mars Volta, uh, t- two guys from, from Texas who, uh, who were in at the drive-in, which was a fantastic band there. But, yeah, Omar Rodriguez-Lopez and uh, Cedric Bixler-Zavala. Did they play uh, the, Aftershock a few years ago? Oh, I'm sure they did, yeah. I'm they, pretty I mean, sure I saw them and they weren't bad. No, I mean, at the drive-in, even in their reunited uh, form, was still a yeah, pretty phenomenal bad. band. Yeah, they, they, but so their offshoot was the Mars Volta, and the Mars Volta put out several really killer prog albums. They they did kind of the the King Crimson thing where they were doing like really weird stuff, and so their first album in ten years just came out this past month. It's called the Mars Volta. It's their first self-titled album, um, and they've really mellowed out. And so I thought it was really interesting. Like, they're really known. When you think of the Mars Volta, people who think about them and talk about them, you think about them and they, you hear, like, oh, yeah, it's this, like, off-the-wall prog music. There's a lot of crazy guitars. And there's all this, like, really weird sounds. And they've toned a lot of that down. So for this record, it's, it's way more about the drums and it's way more about rhythms and it's way more about, like, almost yacht rock. Kind of like the groove. Yeah, they're really focusing on the groove, and I think uh, there's a the big that's single fun. that was. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you can do it, that's fantastic. Yeah, sure. the the big single from it is. Um, oh, I'm never gonna remember the fucking name of the song because all their songs have insanely stupid names. Yeah, but the, it's it's like, it's, tri- it's track one, side one on the on the album, <laughs> and so can't miss it. It's the first one if you pull it up on Spotify or whatever streaming service that you choose. But yeah, it's it's got this like. There's a obviously Latin American flavor to it. There's it's a it's oh just, like the NFL, yeah exactly yeah no, no that's it that's it. Uh, it's a very vibes based album, and so I highly recommend it to anybody who's into vibes. Vibes, yeah yeah no, <laughs> it's, it's a vibes based album, um, and then that that's one definitely the other thing that I've been really getting into this past week or so is is because of my wife. My wife is a uh, is a therapist. And she really is a super, uh, she's big on, uh, she's a feminist, so she's, you know, very, and because of various political things happening and all, all the whatnots and, you know, Roe being overturned and all this stuff, and it really brought our, our attention back to The Handmaid's Tale. So oh. we've been going back and watching The Handmaid's Tale from the beginning. Oh, God. 
Yeah, and and sounds sounds like a hoot. <laughs> well, it's a show that feels like you're being scolded for an hour at a time. It it does. <laughs> Look how sad June Osborne is. Yeah, but it's, she she does have the worst life of all time. To be fair, no, that's fair. Yeah, but but what I really like about the show is that it never lets up. It's unrelenting. It's grim and it's dour for hours and hours and hours at a time. Just seasons at a time. I know it sounds terrible. It sounds like it's a really bad recommendation, but what I'm saying is that like personally I like it when there's no light at the end of the tunnel in a, in, a, in a piece of fiction. I don't like that. No. Here's my idea for the Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Now I'm only 50% joking. Give her superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Like hear yeah. me out. This well, show, so <laughs> where can this show go? Why not? Why not? Have a fucking Hulk jump into Gilead and start throwing hands. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm fucking sick of this show and how depressing it is. And it's yeah. not going to get better because what no. they're very clearly trying to do is the, ooh, isn't society bad? Ooh, isn't man bad? Ooh, ooh, June Osborne got run over. Ooh, ooh, yeah. life's so bad for June Osborne. Ooh. Yeah. What would make that way better is if June Osborne, like, was going to get hit by a car and stopped it with a hand like Hellboy. Yeah. Oh. And then suddenly Gilead was like, oh shit. <laughs> and then she went and just fucking started lighting up some guys in Gilead. How fucking cool would that be? Way better than this depressing shit. Because yeah. they've not. Because the reason I say this is Handmaid's Tale is no longer making a point. Yeah. yeah. They're making that. They've made the point nine, five, over and over nine and over million yeah. trillion times <laughs> of just like how bad right. I'm restrained unrestrained government can be, how unrestrained sexism can be, how little choices can lead to big choices. We get it. So, Brian, I'm pretty, uh, have not been so big on the media consumption last week or so, but oh. uh, an odd odd thing for me, usually I'm, like, glued to the fucking couch consuming Well, if it's something. not House of Dragons, then you don't. Yeah, <laughs> the House of Dragons is done. But, um, been recently, uh, I just recently started uh, Peaky Blinders. Ah. And I'm um, like four episodes in and I have enjoyed it well enough. It's I, it's enough. It's I like it well enough to uh keep going with it. Killian Murphy. Cillian? Cillian. No, it's Killian, I think. Is it? Is it? I don't know. Ed, can we get a No idea. Okay. All right. All right. Well, the guy the guy <laughs> we who played Scarecrow in the 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 Christopher Nolan Batman movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh he does a very good job of portraying this character it's damaged and very cool and it's unfortunate it's kind of like a tyler durden thing where people <laughs> want to think want to emulate this character or like think there's something really you know cool and envious where it's like yeah no, he's like a, a really big thing in the joker meme community he's yeah. the, yes he is big in the joker meme yeah community, which right. isn't like it's not like an uninteresting character and his performance is most certainly very good but like i think people are just like missing the point but besides that the cinematography is very very good it's well shot i think well paced um the only thing i don't really like about it is the licensed music soundtrack yeah and, you were talking uh, about this earlier, yeah and like, like so like two episodes in i'm i'm sitting on the couch with the chick i'm dating and i'm like this is really cool but i hope this isn't a bunch of fucking jack white beale street bullshit and then like ah. A cover of a really weird cover of Harris's button. The button starts playing, and she's hey, just like, yes. she's just like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. 
Oh, I'm not put your honeycomb in my hair. You know, it's just like, it's just like a guy like shops. Look at my trapped in the sewer again. Ooh, mama says I've been a bad baby. They won't let me back in the Cinemax. So, I used to know a guy that when Jack White first came out with came out with his first self-titled record is like this is mindless self-indulgent for dudes that hang out at guitar center and i'm like hey, oh yeah this mindless is self-indulgence is okay all right i love they mindless self-indulgence song. Yeah. witness yeah. is a fucking banger yeah for sure uh, what i like is that that guy's called jimmy urine and you see a picture of him and you're like oh yeah sure yeah, yeah. that's right yeah that works yeah that's that's exactly what i thought i went to high school with a girl at senior year and she went to go see uh, Milo Self Indulgence play at this venue called Pops across the river in Illinois. And she came to school with a pack of cigarettes with a cigarette still in it that was signed by Jimmy Urine. And this is like, you know, this is the early aughts. And it's like, you know, you could be expelled for this. Also, how old was that girl? Uh, she would have been like 17 or 18. Yeah, he's got some issues with guys. I've heard. Again, yeah. a guy called Jimmy Urine who looks exactly like you'd expect. Yeah. No one should be surprised. Like no. when yeah, I when no. I heard about those stories, I'm like, oh, I actually am more shocked. I'd be more shocked. He's if not these doing didn't. the hover hand in the photos. No. <laughs> yeah, he's doing something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even his his project, the left rights, where he was like just going wild, you know, wild. He did out. a really <laughs> shit album with um, Serge Tanky Cans. Yeah. Did he? Which is fucked yeah. up because Serge can't. Serge ain't. Uh, something's not right with Serge Tanky Cans again. I don't know how to say yeah. his name. Well, well, he it, made Protect, Protect the Land by System of Down is one of the best system songs of all time. Oh, yeah. I think we can all agree that. Huge System of Down fan, of course. Big time. No, the self-titled was one of like the coolest records. Thank I you. Okay, teenager. so you're not going to go with fucking Toxicity when Pluck is better than any fucking song they made on Toxicity. Or, or uh, what was it, Needles? Was it Needles? Needles no. is good. I, I just feel like Pluck is a perfect system song. No, it's Because it's not much, only yeah. is it a great song, it was also political in a very sincere and direct way mm -hmm. that a lot of music fails to be. Oh, you've found my other subject I talk about. Aha. Um, I saw them in 03. Fucking great. Yeah, no, I saw him in saw him in twenty twenty one. Okay, corn were yeah, great. Yeah, oh corn. Well, I, I worked at a, a big outdoor amphitheater around here in St. Louis called Riverport. It was it changed hands a bunch of times, so it was at the time I think it was called UMB Bank Pavilion, which UMB Bank not even around anymore. But the long and short of it was that I worked at that place, and so I was doing food service. And one of the things we would do is we would work these all-day festivals. And one of the all-day festivals was OzFest. And one of the OzFest guests was System of a Down. Ooh. And uh, that was also the time when I met Jimmy Urin because it, it, when uh, Insane Clown Posse came through, <laughs> <laughs> Mindless Self-Indulgence opened for them. And believe me when I tell you that Mindless Self-Indulgence opening for Insane Clown Posse was probably the worst audience for Mindless Self-Indulgence oh, yeah. you have ever <sighs> gotten. Yeah. yeah. Particularly that period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, today, mean, it might I be can't think different. of an era where that would be good. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> and this was right when uh, Frankenstein Girls came out, too. So it was like they were doing Jimmy Page and people were throwing shit at them on stage and Jimmy Urine's just giving them the finger and like that. Anyway, um, System of a Down was also very interesting because I, sometimes I had to do stuff with the backstage riders. And so I would, I was in food service, so I would have to bring food sure. to the backstage area. Right. Well, uh, uh, Damien 
who was the bass player who eventually started to like almost take over the band in System of a Down, but he was Which still is, kind of Lonely Day is not a good song. Or not a great down? song. Yeah, uh, but, but but their their food order was really specific and and uh, and they were very chill about everything because I completely fucked everything up. I didn't know who these guys were at the time either, and uh, it was just such a weird, surreal experience because you've got this you know Serge is is not a what you'd think of as like a metal guy. Like when you think of metal guys, I guess you think of like Scott Ian or. Uh, from anthrax or or every metal yeah. guy i've been in a lot of pits and most metal guys are just guys in black t-shirts yeah They're just regular yeah. guys who That's just happen fair. to shove people but i know what you mean though yeah but like surge surge definitely does not look like what you would think of as somebody who's the singer sure. of a metal band and uh, i'm like is this are these the right guys <laughs> and, uh, and and the production guy was like yeah 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 this is these are the guys um Speaking of Ozfest, yeah. uh, Ed, you would probably appreciate this. The first time I saw Queens of the Stone Age mm-hmm. was playing Ozfest in 2000, and they played like the second earliest slot of the day. I was there for, there for that one. Yeah, yes. so it was like Fuck Apartment that. That 26. That sounds like a good show. Queens <laughs> of the Stone Age, then Pitch Shifter. And wow. I was there to see Pitch Shifter, which is. <laughs> but um, but um, oh, yes. my, I have. I have an aunt who is a big rock and roller, has all kinds of stories about like hanging out with Ron Wood and like in excess in the eighties and her friend, Gary Intlow, who just wrote a book about Mississippi <coughs> nights, which is a very storied music venue that closed in St. Louis about 20 or about 15 years ago. Um, him and his wife wrote a book that's apparently very well received. I need to check it out. But, um, he was the kind of the guy that had all the backstage info, got invited to all like the parties and all that, because he knew a guy who knew a guy that like did coke <laughs> with Dimebag Daryl one time. Like it was, it was kind of nice. like that. And he's sitting there next to me, and he's like, "These guys were so drunk last night, you can tell, and they really hate being on this tour." And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm like 14. I don't know when people really sincerely hate anything." But then, like five or six later, five or six years later, Josh Homie is in interviews being like, "Yeah, Ozfest was like the worst fucking thing we ever did. We hated every fucking day of it, and we were just <laughs> this. It was like this thing that they wish they never signed on to." But I was like, "I was there. I was there yeah. for I'm their I'm looking at this set list. I'm gonna say this is an average but good set list. Regular John yeah. to the pointless Mexico, Avon, feel good hit the summer lost art, and you can't quit me, baby. It's a good set. Quick and to the yeah. pointless. I would have been quite annoyed to hear. I fucking hate that song." Sorry, seeing Queens of the Stone is just like a job. It's like a job for me now. Oh, and that was right when Rated R came out, yeah. too. So, yeah. And they were all playing, like, the, the clear Dan Armstrong, like, Ampeg guitars and basses oh, and yeah. stuff. Because I think they were the all clean. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Oh, boy. Well, um, I'm going to be thinking of Jack White songs all night. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Don't put your bee in my biscuit. Stop my toe off the dryer. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sounding like Frank Black, but also kind of like my nuts are being twisted. Ooh. Ow! <laughs> Ooh, I tell, baby! I tell you, you want to know the weirdest, best gig I ever saw? Sure. Sure. Peeping Tom. You ever hear of Peeping Tom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Peeping Tom, if, for listeners who might not know, is Mike Patton, the executioner's DJ at Rozelle. Oh, Fucking yeah, beatbox yeah. master, just with his mouth. One of the best gigs I've ever fucking seen in my life. Wow. They come on singing Desperate Situation by Marvin Gaye. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Fucking brilliant. The whole thing was just nuts. Great. Yeah. Like, everyone had a, like, they had a violinist. Oh, wow. Okay. And they were, like, doing a solo. It was so good. 
Wow. Well, that, it was the experience I wanted from Dream Theater. Yeah, that's kind of what it, Where, Dream like, Theater or Queensryche, like you really well, think that's what's going to happen. Dream Theater does not have fun. I don't like yeah. that it is work. They yeah. like, it's like a union band. <laughs> like they they're going to I don't mean any disrespect to unions, but like this no. is their fucking job, okay? They yeah. come in, they play two and a half hours. You get a 90 minute not long drum solo and on a minute fucking more or you're on overtime. <laughs> There best be 27 tambourines. Yep. But you're like, you get three minutes into the drum solo, you're like, oh, fucking stop. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I, I get it. You play the drums. Well, about this time, uh, we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you so much to our special guest, Ed Zitron, for joining us for the program. Thank um, you, and I'm sorry. Hey. hey no this has been great this has been fantastic i've had a lot of fun um if you oh, want to get a hold of the program you can always do that at 48 minutes of dogs barking at gmail.com that's the email address there we do have a google voice number set up for you to give us a call that's 314 ahoy poo that's right 314-246-9766 once again 314-246-9766 is the phone number to call. You can also shoot us a text at any time at that number as well. You can find me on Twitter. My name is Jason. I go by at Videocrime, V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E on Twitter. If you want to find me on Mastodon, that's at Videocrime <laughs> at Retro.Pizza is my Mastodon. And just just in the off chance that Twitter is dead by the time we get to uh, uh, If you want to find episode. me, I'm at, at KimPossibleFact. <laughs> on, Ma on Mastodon, I've I'm yeah. already on, on yeah. I'm Mastodon. Already <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> um, let's see here. We can uh, you can reach the program itself on Twitter at four eight minutes of dogs and patreon.com slash four eight minutes of dogs. Brian, where can a junior G man reach you? <laughs> oh my terrible my terrible neighbor that wants to blast fucking jewel and share at six AM so I got put on fucking dope smoker to reset the energy. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you brother. wanna uh, contact me I'm Ishot Gidi Board uh, I S H O T G U I D B O R D that's on Twitter if it still exists. Yeah. Uh, and Instagram if you want to check out my portfolio of photos that's asshole music photography com and Ed, mm -hmm. where can we find you, sir? I'm at, at Ed Zitron on Twitter, E D Z I T R O N. You can find easy.substack.com. That is my Substack newsletter. Yes. It is uh, one of the longest running bits I've invested my time in. <laughs> Thank the, you for having uh, me, the, fellas. The Substack is called Where's Your Ed At, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's uh, also true. That I came yeah. up with uh, once. And yeah. much like the name of my company, EZPR, I was like, the moment I come up with a better name, this shit's gone. That's not never happened. Yeah, it's, just, no, it's, just good. it's not because the name's good. It's because <laughs> yep. I don't really have a better one. No, and it works because, you know, it's about... It's good enough. What, yeah, that's... Hey. That <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, once again, thanks uh, thanks for hanging out with us, Ed. We really appreciate my you. Pleasure. And uh, we, we really had a lot of fun. We're going to leave you with a little something from our good friend Crud Bump. Uh, is a song about the man himself, of course. It's called Ed Zitron by Crud Bump. Uh, as we always say at this time, namaste. Yeah! <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Say goodbye, Ed. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.